93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, January 11th, and we'll dive right in with the cold air. In fact, this is the coldest air we've had in three years. Yeah. Which is kind of astounding because, I mean, you know, 20-degree days aren't that out of the ordinary in the winter. I thought exactly the same thing. uh, We haven't had this experience in the past few years. An Arctic mass moved in and brought dangerously cold temperatures to the region, and temperatures uh, last night fell into the teens. Wind chill values near zero and in the single digits. Where I live, the wind was whipping up. Up last night, we could hear it swirling yeah. around the house. Likewise, uh, the core of the cold is here today. You can expect plenty of sunshine, but a frigid day. Wind chill values will be in the single digits and teens. High today, as I said earlier, about 25 degrees, so make sure that you are aware as you're headed out this morning. Four people have died. Three others were injured following multiple shootings in Philadelphia on Monday night. Police say a 29-year-old man and another male victim were both shot on the 2600 block of West Seltzer Street around 4.30 p.m. A 29-year-old is expected to survive, but he's behind. Uh, he's being held as a prisoner due to several outstanding warrants, police said. Second victim was placed in critical condition at an area hospital. And around 6 p.m., police say a 35-year-old man was shot and killed in the 6300 block of North Beachwood Street. About an hour later, police say two people were shot near the intersection of Ellis Street and, and Indiana Avenue. Both victims later died from their injuries. And police say a man died after he was shot near the intersection of 2nd and Westmoreland Streets around 8 p.m. And just before 10.30 p.m., a woman was shot multiple times near the intersection of Torsdale and Blee Avenues. Uh, the victim was rushed to an area hospital, and there was no immediate word on her condition. No arrests have been made in connection with any of these shootings. That, uh, and, that's unbelievable. Anyone with information is asked to call police at 215-686-TIPS. A total of 17 homicides have been recorded this year in the city. Delaware Governor John Carney has signed an indoor mask mandate beginning today. Uh, Carney said the new rules require people to wear masks in indoor public settings, including convenience stores, grocery stores, gyms, restaurants, bars, hair salons, malls, and casinos. It begins today at 8 a.m. He said our uh, hospitals, uh, our hospital system are facing a crisis level situation with record numbers of Delawareans seeking emergency care. We need all Delawareans in the fight as we face this winter surge of COVID-19 to make sure that our hospitals are not overturned. He said, I know that we are all exhausted by this pandemic, but at the level of hospitalizations we're seeing, Delawareans who need emergency care might not be able to get it. And that's just a fact. It's time for everyone to pitch in and do what works. Wear your mask indoors, avoid gatherings or expect to get and uh, gatherings or expect to get and spread COVID. Uh, get your vaccine and if eligible, get boosted. That's how we'll get through this surge without endangering more lives. So that does happen uh, today, by the way. Uh, masks are not required outdoors or while eating or drinking in restaurants and bars, but otherwise should be worn, officials said. Churches and other houses of worship are exempt from the mask requirement. Carney deployed 70 additional members of the Delaware National Guard to assist with non-clinical operations inside Delaware Hospital statewide beginning today. In total, more than 300 members of the Delaware National Guard are assisting with COVID-19 response efforts. A 57-year-old man who needed a new heart but was ineligible for a human transplant had a pig heart transplanted into his body at a Maryland hospital in a medical first. Doctors at the University of Maryland Medical Center said Monday that David Bennett was doing well three days after the highly experimental surgery, which had 
which had been the only option left to try and save his life. Because of the donor organ shortage, scientists have been trying to figure out how to use animal organs, but previous attempts have failed, mostly because patients' bodies quickly rejected the transplanted organ. This time, a heart was used, listen to this, from a pig that had undergone gene editing to remove a sugar in its cells that causes the rapid organ rejection. Medical science is incredible. Well, I'm amazed by this. Absolutely incredible. Can you imagine if this holds? holds. If this holds, that's astonishing. They've they've come close but never been able to make it happen. If this this could come together, that could be a pretty incredible leap forward. It could uh, change the whole nature of bacon. Medical science, that too. Yep. All right, in sports this morning... In the College Football National Championship, the Bulldogs beat the Alabama Crimson Tide, and Georgia's 41-year wait is over. Wow. With 54 seconds left in the game, Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo, love that name, intercepted Alabama quarterback Bryce Young and returned it 79 yards for a touchdown. The longest pick six in championship game history and sealed the number three Bulldogs 33-18 win over number one Alabama and it was Georgia's first national championship since 1980. They're partying in Georgia oh, today. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, the Sixers beat the Rockets last night in Houston for their seventh straight win. Joel Embiid had 31 points, eight rebounds to lead the Sixers to an 111-91 to victory. Embiid turned, his, turned in his seventh straight 30-point game and also had six assists. He was 9 of 16 from the field and made all 13 of his free throws. Uh, the Sixers are back home tomorrow night, and they'll host the Charlotte Hornets. Tip-off will be at 7. And the NHL has postponed tonight's game between the Carolina Hurricanes and Flyers because of COVID-19 issues with the Flyers. The spike in infections driven by the Omicron variant of the coronavirus has led to frequent postponements in recent weeks. Three games scheduled for last night were also called off. The Hurricanes-Flyers game was the second scheduled for tonight to be postponed, and it was the 104th postponement of this season. Yeah. The Flyers last played on Saturday night, an overtime loss at San Jose. Uh, Captain Claude Giroux, forward Travis Konechny, and defenseman Travis Sanheim and Ivan Provorov sat out because of health and safety protocols. And that is the news for you this morning. Uh, like I said, a cold one in store for today, but we got some things going on. We're going to kind of uh, uh, buck our regular schedule a little bit because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. A request from Mike Jarek uh, with Bob Saget passing yeah. away. Uh, they wanted to talk to us while um, that story is still as fresh as it is. And, uh, you know, they know that uh, Bob had a relationship with us, and so they want to uh, talk a little bit about that this to, morning. To be honest, from yesterday and, and when it actually went down, um, it, it uh, the overwhelming response to Bob Saget's passing has been has been eye-opening. How many Just how well thought of he was. I mean, yeah. we knew it, but, I mean, people were definitely taking this one hard. Yep. We're also going to talk to Mark Summers this morning. He was friends with uh, yeah. with Bob Saget as well. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll check in with him. Mark was planning to come to town, but that, uh, that got rescheduled. So we'll, uh, we'll chat with him, 
Uh, and the uh, description line here says, Mark Summers saw Casey's butthole once. <laughs> once. Which is, if it's more than that. Once is enough. We'll have to ask yeah. him about it. Or maybe he's yearning for more. Uh, and also, uh, coming to the Miriam Theater in April, we are going to have on this morning, Whitney Cummings. Yes. She'll join us. So I love her. She's great. Yeah. So uh, we'll spend some time with her as well. So we have full boat today. On top of that, Tattoo Tuesday, chance for you to win. A Preston and Steve themed tattoo. We got an email from a listener. Uh, the other day, who just got his uh, Preston and Steve tattoo? Man, does it look great! It, they they do amazing work at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, yeah, I have to say it was a it was a real work of art. But and I also like that Preston and Steve was featured prominently. Yeah, it's like yeah. our our regular logo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, super clean lines. Yeah. looks really good. I mean, clearly it, it is a character of some sort from somewhere. I, I I'm unfamiliar yeah, I was. with the animation. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were aware. Not, of it. it looks familiar, but I can't place it specifically. I'm okay. sure if I asked my sons, they would know exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, so, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you are interested in winning that Preston and Steve themed tattoo, text the word tattoo to 39333 because you might win. It's that easy. Just do it. You know, set it and forget it. Like Ron Popeil, exactly. like the great Ron Popeil said. <laughs> set it set and it forget, forget it. it. And you might win later on today. All right, with all that, also got a stack of entertainment stories to share with you. We'll take a break. We'll do that very thing. Thank you, Shia. And we will uh, give away a prize with a stupid question as well. So hang with us. We will be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Marissa, I'm sorry. I was reading something. I didn't. I don't know if you hit that. Uh, on 95 South between 676 and Columbus Boulevard, there's a car on its roof, and traffic is at a standstill. And I have it upon good authority because that information came from Tim the Convict, the winner of our Chi-Chi cook-off. Oh, so he just wanted to check in, and I thought I would mention that. <laughs> Tim knows his crime scenes. One of our traffic spotters. Yes, he does. <laughs> yep. The man's been at a crime scene before. <laughs> and therefore, but he's uh, he was the winner of the Golden Shiv. Yes. Yeah. If you remember for our, our Chi-Chi cook-off contest. That was so much fun, man. <laughs> was I awesome. tell you what, though, even the quote-unquote best <laughs> was, oh my God, was, was horrible. Horrible. That's your one impetus to not go to prison. There you go. Yeah. The food. The, the food is yeah. just terrible. God. Yes, All right. food. So we're going to do the stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Scream, which is opening uh, in theaters on Friday. And the question I have for you this morning, in 1976, who is the first woman to become a national network news co-anchor? Uh-huh. <clears throat> 215-263-WMMR. 1976, who was the first woman to become a national network news co-anchor? Let's even know the answer. We'll go through the birthdays. While we were waiting for that answer, today is Tuesday, January 11th. Uh, Nick always looks up some birthdays. Sometimes I have a whole big stack of them. Other times we kind of kind of dig a little bit to see who out there might be skipped over. And I'm glad he came across this. Uh, legendary golfer Ben Crenshaw has won a couple of nationals in or, or a couple of uh, major uh, tournaments in his uh, career. Uh, he's 70 years old today. But even more interesting than all that. <laughs> 
is if you type in Ben Crenshaw's daughters, uh-huh. he's got a bevy. I think he's got three. It's unreal. Stunningly beautiful daughters. Really? Yes. Well, what's Mrs. Crenshaw look She's like? She's gorgeous. She's yeah. a knockout as well. Yeah. But Steve, it was one She's of these. She's a troll. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. There was a tournament where uh, you're, you're watching these women cheer for Ben Crenshaw. Right, right, yeah, and yeah. you're like, who are these ladies? And then they realize... Oh, they're all his daughters, and they're all knockouts. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're looking at the family. Well, yep. Of course, I assume, yeah, the wife is the one right there. Yeah, they're all yep. all sharing his, her genetics, I should say. So uh, he, Ben Crenshaw, is 70 years old today, and I'd say he won. <laughs> well, he knows how to put it in the hole. Naomi Judd, uh, Winona Judd's mother, former singing partner, is celebrating her 76th birthday today. And uh, Naomi and Winona... They got started first. They were they were, they had the musical success, yeah. and then uh, acting. Yeah, and then uh, Ashley Judd uh, surfaced into the acting world. So uh, they're a bit of a dynasty as far as a uh, entertainment family goes. Uh, actress Amanda Peet has a big birthday today. She is celebrating her fiftieth birthday. She's got today. what's her streaming show that's currently on? Um, Good question. I don't. Yeah, know. I watched her in Dear John. That's not the one, is it? I think that's a little bit old with yeah. um, Christian Slater. It was so good. It was, was it a show? Yes, it, okay. she was. She plays like a uh, white. Dear John with Judd Hirsch. No, that's a, it's a different one. Okay, that yeah, was a sit- the, NBC sitcom from years ago. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a like dramatization of a true story where right. the woman murders her husband. Oh, oh. okay. It's was, good. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Dirty John. Dirty, Dirty John. John. I was gonna say. It's close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she was on uh, Brockmire, which I've oh. heard great things about. So amazing. Yeah. Especially in the broadcast world. Right. It's so good. And Hank Azaria is um, wonderful. So she's 50 today. Uh, actress Kim Coles, uh, who was on Living Single, and she was also in on In Living Color. We had her in the studio. Uh, did we really? Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Okay. She's great. I believe it. I've forgotten half the people who've been <laughs> I know. There. It's, it's, it's getting sad. She's 60 today. Uh, former keyboardist of the band, yes, Tony K celebrates his uh, 77th birthday. And I think he would have been in this yes, era he of would've. the band. Uh, we've had Rick Wakeman on the program before, and he was more classic, and then he came back around for a while. Uh, but Tony K, and this was when, you know, samples and things like that started to hit and kind of branched out the word of, uh, world of keyboards. So he <laughs> turned 77 today. It's a damn good album. It really it's is. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, you also have uh, actress Kylie Richards. Yeah. Um, she's, I, I think, I guess, really well known for being on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she was in Little House on the Prairie, and she was in the movie Halloween. Was she in Meatballs too? Which Richards was that? So Kylie, no. no. So, okay, so these this family, I'm trying to get a beat on this family because the, the mom was in a whole bunch of stuff. She was in, I think, Nanny and the Professor years ago and escaped to which, unless I'm... So that's uh, Kim, Kim Richards. Richards. Yeah, okay, right. And then Kylie is the, more known, as you said, for the reality stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's her sister? Or are they, or are they related? I don't know. Oh, I have I'm no confused. Idea. Yeah, Kim and Kylie are sisters, and are they're, they? they're on The Real Housewives. All right. It was Kim Richards who was in Meatballs too, and she was also, I think Kim Richards was on, if you remember, Diving with the Stars. Oh, yes. Yeah, with like actually dancing doing competitive with diving. <laughs> yes. That's, and that's when they tried everything, man. <laughs> her they, they big did dive. the ice skating one, too. And yeah. What was her big dive? It was a jump off the high dive. <laughs> <laughs> she like, was so scared of heights. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, she celebrates her birthday today. Maybe she'll go out and jump off the high dive today. <laughs> She's 53 in celebration. Uh, uh, singer Mary J. Blige. 
uh, has her birthday today. Not only uh, a great vocalist, uh, but she's an actress as well. She's yep. wonderful in Umbrella Academy. She's really good, and she's. I, I saw her in a movie over the weekend um, where Frank Grillo is a um, is like a bad cop, and uh, she's a, a, a cop as well. And and she was really good. Wow. Okay. Hey, I'm looking at some other credits. She was in. Uh, okay, I was. It says here the help, and I'm like, I don't remember her in the help. So she was part of the soundtrack. For oh. that. She was in uh, Mudhound, Mudbound, and um, uh, a few others, and uh, does uh, soundtrack stuff for uh, for movies as well. She turns 50 years old today, and then the last birthday I saw is a guy named. Uh, Devin, uh, is it Rattray? I, I wrote his name down, Rattray. Uh, anyhow, he played uh, the older brother, the jerk brother in Home Alone. Yes. Uh, Buzz. He's Uh-oh. a little bit troubled. He was recently arrested, oh, yeah, for no. a domestic violence yeah. charge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he turns 45 uh, years old today, by the way. All right, we'll see if somebody has the answer to the stupid question this morning. In 1976, he was the first woman to become a national news, a national network news co-anchor. Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll go to Mary. See if she knows the answer. Hey, uh, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. Who was the first female co-anchor of a national news network? Baba Waba. Baba Waba. Yeah, Barbara Walters. You got it. Correct. Mary, hang on because you just got yourself a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Scream, starring David Arquette, Dan Campbell, Courtney Cox. And Roger L. Jackson, it is in theaters Friday. And I've got some news and uh, entertainment cool. uh, report about that in just a moment. Uh, but we'll start with this. Uh, according to Betty White's death certificate, uh, her cause of death was a stroke. Okay. Aww. The document reveals that she actually uh, she suffered from a cerebrovascular incident, which means that blood wasn't flowing to parts of her brain, causing tissue damage. Uh, cerebrovascular accidents uh, can be the result of blood clots or broken blood vessels in the brain. And the death certificate also shows that she experienced that stroke six days prior to her death. Sources tell TMZ that uh, White was, quote, alert and coherent after the stroke and that she died peaceful.ly in her sleep at home. Well, I, you listen, I, I actually like hearing that. I Me would too. hate to think she was going through the throes of like a violent stroke when she died. Yes, very much so. Uh, she passed away in her home uh, less than three weeks for her 100th birthday. By the way, Betty White's celebration will hit theaters for one day only event on the 17th, which is, of course, her birthday. In a joint statement released by stars John Stamos, Dave Coulier, Candace Cameron Bure, Jody Sweeten, Lori Laughlin, uh, Andrea Barber, Scott Wagner, uh, and Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, the full house cast, says that they are grieving Bob Saget's death as a family. Yeah. Uh, they wrote, 35 years ago, we came together as a TV family, but we became a real family. And now we grieve as a real family. They released this statement on Instagram. They said, Bob made us laugh until we cried. Now our tears flow in sadness, but also with gratitude for all the beautiful memories of our sweet, kind, hilarious, cherished Bob. He was a brother to us, guys, a father to us, girls, and a friend to us, to all of us. Bob, we love you dearly. We ask in Bob's honor, hug the people you love, the people you love. No one gave better hugs than Bob. You know, oh, I mentioned so yesterday, President, that both, I think you and I, it eluded us full house. It was not quite in our, you know, age range when mm-hmm. it when it came out. But between uh, yesterday and uh, this morning and reviewing all the people who are giving him uh, tributes and accolades, 
he really that Danny Tanner figure yeah. looks like a dad for a lot of people. Like, and it meant something. I had no idea. Steve, when uh, you and I got into work this morning, I was watching this video from last night's uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and yeah. Jimmy spoke about Bob for about four and a half minutes, and he just was near tears with every word that he uttered, and it just it became it, it, it is clear how much and how kind Bob was to so many people, and what a positive impact he made. Yep, I totally forgot that he would, did the VO on How I Met Your Mother. Yes, yeah. he was the older Ted Mosby, and so Josh Radner uh, wrote a really nice piece about him too. How um, he was scared to act for Bob Saget, and Bob Saget said, you are amazing what you do. I'm going to watch you so that my character reflects your intuition. So it was really cool. I also saw a story from um, the lead singer of Guster. Okay. Who Bob Saget came on stage, and like I guess they um, had... They were performing in Boston, saw that there's a sold-out Bob Saget show down the street, and was like, send an invite over. Will you come out and run through a banner? And they just put the banner up and threw the encore, played a song, and Bob Saget came running out, said hello, waved, and left the stage. Uh, the statement was posted along with the group with a group photo of the cast, except for the Olsen twins, who are not in the photo or on social media. The Olsen twins actually made a separate statement on Sunday as well. They said that Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man. We're deeply saddened that he is no longer with us, but know that he will continue to be by our side to guide us as gracefully as he always has. And we're thinking of his daughters, wife, and family and are sending our condolences. Of course, he passed away on Sunday, 65 years old. Cause of death is still unknown. But authorities said there was no evidence of drug use or foul play. But uh, I would imagine there'll be a report in a few days about that. I believe we, by the way, if you want to play it, I believe we do have that Jimmy Kimmel. um, uh, It's very emotional when he's recounting his experiences with Bob. Give me one second. It's It's not necessary. It's fine. Uh, Just ahead of the 2022 premiere of Scream, Drew Barrymore reunited with the original Scream cast on her show on Monday. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette all joined Barrymore to launch Scream Week. And she asked each of the actors how the iconic film changed their lives. Arquette said, uh, well, we had a daughter out of it, and she's the greatest thing in my life. Speaking of Coco, the 17-year-old daughter that he shares with his ex, Courtney Cox. He said, that really is the most impactful thing that's ever happened to me in this business. Uh, Arquette and Cox uh, met while filming Scream. They later married in 1999. Do you know that Arquette now is <laughs> is getting into traditional clowning? No. Like he's he wants to become a performing clown. No kidding. This after, now listen, he's, I guess the things in life he's enjoyed, he's embracing. He did wrestling, and yeah. now he's going to be a clown. Nev Campbell said, I mean, this movie gave me everything. It was a springboard, I think, for all of us. Its success really helped me pave the way for, uh, really pave the way for all of our careers. And uh, my life would be very, very different uh, without Scream. And then uh, Courtney Cox responded with a little humor saying, well, besides the obvious, I will not go to the bathroom in a movie theater or just about any sports arena. I always look underneath and prefer just not to go. And I will not go into a parking lot by myself uh, and if I do, my heart is racing, and I am constantly looking, she said. And the Scream series forgot the uh, scary movie series. Right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Barrymore will feature stars from the uh, 2022 Scream re- reboot uh, through the rest of the week leading up to the premiere, uh, which is uh, this Friday, by the Steve, way. Steve, I forget my uh, chronology, but is that where um, Arquette and Courtney Cox met? Yes. Okay, and then they got married. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what he was with... saying. That's what he got out of oh, it, got the you. child okay. and everything. He, he played, uh, what was it, was it Dooley? The, the, the Dewey, 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 the dumb yeah. sheriff? Yeah. yeah, and then in the scary movies, it was, or uh, scary movies, Doofy. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Nev Campbell, boy, did I have a crush on her, man. Absolutely. In the craft? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
Awesome. You know, she did you see the movie Skyscraper with um, uh, Dwayne Johnson? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. She's his wife. No. Yeah, she looks great. Okay. That movie is a good uh, junk food movie. It is. Is that it, the right word? Junk it food? makes, yes. Yeah. It makes the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies look like uh, cinema verite. It's, really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's so over the top. Check your brain at the door for sure. But I had fun watching it. It's man. fun, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, Game of Thrones star Peter Dinklage is being candid about his experience as someone who has uh, acnodroplasia. Uh, he said, being my size, I get second looks quite often. He told uh, the UK newspaper, The Times, in a recent interview, he said, my whole life I've had stares. He added that the work that he's done has changed this experience. He said, now there's an ownership to someone looking at me or approaching me. It's because of something positive. And it's not just my size. It's the work that I've done that has afforded them a second look. He hosted SNL. Uh, the, the, I, I don't know how many times he's done it, but the last time he did it, they had a number of great skits. He's he's like a funny guy. Yes. You know, I, I hear that he can be difficult to work with, Yeah, but he's a funny comedic actor. Uh, Dinklage also had some things to say about his recent role in Cyrano, a film for which his wife Erica Schmidt wrote the adaptation. So the idea of a leading actor is changing now, whether racially or whatever, and it's about time. Uh, we've been stuck with this stereotype of a leading man, and it's healthy to open that up. Love life is not the domain of pretty people. Everybody has a love life, he said. And he's a fantastic actor. Man, Game of Thrones, he was incredible in. Pose actress uh, Michaela J. Rodriguez is celebrating her Golden Globe win for Best Actress in a Television Drama Series, and she's the first trans woman in history to win a Golden Globe. So she took to Instagram on Sunday to express her excitement. Along with a photo of herself, Rodriguez wrote, this is the door that is going to open the door for many more young, talented individuals. Uh, They will see that it's more than possible. They will see that a young black Latina girl from Newark, New Jersey, who had a dream to change the minds of others with love. Love wins to my young LGBTQAI babies. We are here. The door is now open. Now reach the stars, she says. What's the AI? Um, I don't know. Okay. Oscar Artificial intelligence. Artifi- uh, Oscar-winning actor Michael Caine is giving fans the chance to own mementos of his illustrious film career. This is pretty cool because he's been in some great movies. Uh, personal items in... Joe's 4. Include the 88-year-old star's gold Rolex watch, ah. estimated to fetch as much as $16,000. It's worth a lot of money. And uh, paintings from his personal collection will go under the hammer in London on March 2nd. I'm surprised you didn't go, like, Batman right, right off the bat. You went Jaws? Yeah, Jaws 4. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to talk about the, the paramount achievement in his acting career. Right. Uh, Charlie Thomas, director of House of Sales and Iconic Collections at Bonhams, which is handling the sale, uh, said whoever the successful bidders are, they will own a piece of history, uh, a piece of that of his history, an item with unrivaled provenance. He did a great documentary about about London in the 60s. That's kind of when his film career started to kick in, but he was palling around with the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all of these, you know, he was in and amongst that group, and it was really well done. According to the UK's Time newspaper, the Italian job star is reluctantly selling off many of his beloved items as he and his wife, Shakira, are downsizing from a mansion in Surrey, southeast England. So he married Shakira. How about that? He did. I know. I never knew. (laughs) Well, those hips don't lie, man. Mm. No. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, Thomas described the auction, which includes a director's chair from the 1971 crime filler Get Carter. Great movie. In which Kane starred as gangster Jack Carter and even a pair of the actor's famous spectacles as one of Bonham's most personal sales to date. He said, uh, Sir Michael has collected these items uh, over many decades and has always brought what he loves rather than for uh, bought what he loves rather than for any other reason and this makes this collection so incredibly special nothing from jaws for the revenge preston no <laughs> other stand up pieces include a portrait of kane by english painter lincoln townley as well as a film poster for the 1966 romantic comedy alfie and from his art collection kane is selling and i'm going to mess up this uh pronunciation le amro dans labra by Mark Chagall. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. That what it translates to? Jaws for the Revenge. Uh, right. Chagall was yeah, a yeah, fan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's expected to sell for as much as $68,000, <laughs> by the way. Steve, do you remember the name of his character from Jaws 4? No, I just remember he was a pilot. It was, it was, I swear to God, Hoagie. Hoagie! Hoagie! Yeah. Hoagie! Right, Hoagie. Name is Hoagie. That's where actually a relative of the shark that was destroyed... <laughs> Uh, by uh, yeah, that was by, the plot point. Yes, um, went after the family. Oh, so the, uh, was going to take out the family. The relative was seeking revenge. The relative of the shark was seeking a revenge on the relative of the son of Sheriff Brody. Wow. and followed him down to the Caribbean. Huh. Fortunately, the mom intercedes and is able to step in and help. Interesting. It doesn't get more realistic than that. That was like uh, Orca. The baby was killed. Yes, and the whale freaked out. <laughs> Started killing everybody. Remember that movie? That's oh, believable, yeah. though. Yeah. Whales are smart. Yeah, yeah. They are. and they can fly. Uh, jarks are just stupid. <laughs> jarks. <laughs> uh, despite the fact that uh, Kanye West is now dating uncut gems actress Julia Fox, Page Six reports that he is still pursuing his ex-wife Kim. It's not going to happen. Uh, West met Fox in Miami on New Year's Eve, but Page Six says that. Uh, he only went to Miami because he thought that Kim would be there with her new boyfriend, Pete Davidson, who was hosting a show there. She seems to, uh, Kim seems to be into Pete Davidson, so it, it doesn't show any signs of waning. Following this, sources say Kardashian had planned to go to the Dominican Republic with Davidson in early January, but Wes found out and planned to arrive there as well. Uh, Kim secretly changed plans and went to the Bahamas instead. Ooh, uh, the source, wow. source added that uh, Kim was also none too happy when Kanye bought a house across the road from her. It was pretty stalkery. It sounds yeah. total stalkery, yeah. man. You know, showing, like, up, showing up. I mean, instead of instead of like <laughs> us going to yeah. the Dominican Republic, it'd be showing up at the bar that you know they're going to be. Yeah. At. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, why is that stalkery? But uh, you know, Adele can sing about it, and it's uh, romantic. And I guess well, she's, she's, not, she's not in a van across from the. Uh, yeah, the yeah. But she sings about it. This song, yeah. some like someone like you is like, dude, I went to this party because you were going to be there and. I thought maybe if you see me... Well, we listen, we've all done stuff like that when you break up and yeah. you, know, like you, you take a drive by the house and so on and so forth. But this is a lot... This is uh, this is higher level stuff here. I guess the difference is uh, she's singing about it and he's doing it. Yeah. No, no, she did it. That's what... She's singing about what she okay, did. Okay, she went to a party. He went to the Dominican Republic. It's a different thing, so... I know. Yeah. Uh, so, according to People, Sandra Bullock is crediting Netflix for her success as of late. Uh, she said if it wasn't for Netflix, a lot of people wouldn't be working. Uh, their stories wouldn't be told. Who would think that me, as a woman, would still be working at this point? Uh, I Who would been, think that? She said I would have been out in the cow pasture. It's true. 
she said that, um, uh, well, she stars in the film The Unforgivable. Has anybody seen it? Mm-mm. My wife it. saw it. She said it was okay. What do you think? It's not bad. Okay. It has a good twist at the end. All right. It's among the top ten most watched films on Netflix. Uh, and her 2018 film Bird Box uh, is even higher on the list. That was that was a good movie. Waiting for that sequel, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, here. we got Jaws for the Revenge. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right, Bachelor in Paradise fans are speculating on whether one of their favorite couples had broken up. Not. No. According to Page Six, Marissa Gunn deleted a bunch of photos of her fiance Riley Christian. Uh, from her Instagram. I don't like you. Uh, last week, Christian also retweeted the quote, If it compromises your mental health or happiness, don't be afraid to walk away. Fans are saddened by, the, po- deep. Uh, fans are saddened by the possibility <laughs> of the two breaking up. Bachelor uh, in Paradise is the one that is on the on the totem pole. It is the lowest. It is the most. It is the dumbest with the dumbest participants. Uh, one user tweeted, "Marissa deleting saying a lot. Deleting her pics with Riley is just like that was my fave couple. You're like my favorite. I loved you." Another commented, uh, "Riley and Marissa. I was a bachelor in paradise, but you made me rethink my wayward thing." Uh, another commented, "Riley and Marissa breaking up." Is almost the death of me. Wow. Wow. It's a little profound. Let's reevaluate our life, shall we? We need to shut that TV off. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, Peacock dropped the first trailer for Bel Air yesterday. Did you guys see it? I yeah. did not see it yet. It's serious. It's dramatic, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and the teaser trailers have all suggested it was going to be, like, not funny. Yeah. It looks, I think it looks really good. It's just a very different departure and different uh, take than what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, spin-off from the 1990s sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Show stars uh, Jabari Banks as Will and Adrian Holmes as his Uncle Phil. Uh, Will Smith, who, of course, starred in the original, acts as a narrator and executive produce the show. By the way, is there? do we know if there's a theme song? There is. A much more serious theme song? It's done in a different fashion. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit more, uh, it's not as buoyant. In West Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not, not that. that. No, there's a, there's a Carlton character, and he is not, um, you know, the the goofy sidekick kind of a character. He's, he's kind of this guy who has been living in Beverly Hills for, or Bel Air for a long stretch and uh, knows what it's like, and so he introduces the Will Smith character into school, and it looks good. And if this is their house that we're looking at video yeah. from, it's a, it's a step up from... Uh... From Uncle Phil's place. Yeah, Uncle Phil was, nice. a, was a corporate lawyer. Was he a corporate lawyer? What was he? He was a lawyer, right? Oh, he was a judge. He was a, judge. a judge, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the, according to, let me see here, uh, uh, Morgan Cooper, the show's director, uh, said, at his core, Bel Air is a celebration of the black experience through the perspective of a family. E! News reports that the first three episodes of the series will be available for streaming on Sunday, February 13th. We'll see how this goes. Uh, just as her co-host Hoda Kotb returned to the Today Show after recovering from COVID nineteen, Savannah Guthrie tested positive for the virus. Guthrie <laughs> jumped to uh, Kotb that they are trading places, and according to E News, Savannah said, "I'm working from home. You're back in the studio. You have a negative test for COVID. I just tested positive for COVID. So here we go. So she uh, is trying to fight that off. How many hours of the?" Today show are there now? Is it like eighteen every day? Oh God, I have no idea. Yeah, it seems to be on forever. Is it on when we're off? When we're done? Yes, I, I believe it is. So wow. they go they go from the Today Show into this version. Um, so there's a couple extra hours okay. after it. 
Uh, Ellen Too Pom- much. Ellen Pompeo might be ready for Grey's Anatomy to end, but the show will still go on. ABC announced yesterday yeah. that the medical drama will return for its 19th <sighs> season. you got to be kidding me. E! News reports that creator Shonda Rhimes said, I couldn't be more excited that we get to keep telling the stories of Meredith, Bailey, Richard, and all of the other doctors at Gray Sloan Memorial for another season. So it continues on. Is this the theme to this? No, oh. this is the queen. The show must go on. Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was a very dramatic theme. Yeah. yeah. I like that, though. Uh, so, yeah, 19 seasons, man. I, I, at 19 seasons with how many ever episodes per season, if you're the writers, you have to dread yeah. coming up with new crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times can you do a colonoscopy? Right? <laughs> but the show goes on. Yeah. All right, one last story. Uh, People reports that Paramount Pictures and MTV Studios released the final trailer for Jackass Forever on Monday. And the film will feature Jackass originals such as Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, Dave England, and Wee Man performing more outrageous stunts. I didn't see it. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm curious either. to see where they're going to take it because, again, they want to up the ante from all the past movies, but their bodies aren't really <laughs> what they used to be 25 uh-huh. years ago. Casey, did they bring in, like, some young guns, some new guys uh, or something? You know what? I didn't see that in any of the trailers. <clears throat> Maybe they do that for, for this trailer. For From what I saw, it was... I mean, they always brought in some sort of guest star. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but when I, for, you know, every trailer I saw up until this last one... Uh, it was just those guys. They have two, two. They have one guy who's kind of really uh, overweight who um, does uh, some stuff, and I think he appears. <laughs> Not in Preston this. Lacey. No, 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 different guy. Okay. All right, Nick pulled up the trailer, and, and I'm watching the uh, watching the actual action sequence. They they launch somebody. I couldn't tell who it was out of a out of a human cannon, mm-hmm. and when he comes out, he's got like angel wings on. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> Stuff still makes me laugh. You can't help it. There's one where a guy's riding a bike, and and they they show a uh, a ramp that he's heading towards. It's going to be running into trash cans. But it's actually a realistic <laughs> drawn mural, and he rides right into the wall. <laughs> it's good stuff, That's, man. Listen, it, yeah. they're gags at work. They yep. still work. The amount of time it, it takes to to, to, to to do stuff like this. Yeah. That's why, you know, after the original onslaught of the, the jackass imitators and ripoff people, yeah. you, re, you gained a newfound respect for what these guys were able to pull off. Yep. Uh, so the film was scheduled to hit theaters in October of last year, but it has been moved to February 4th due to COVID-19. So get yourself ready for that. All right, clips. Let's do it. Uh, the evangelical family business faces a new threat in season two of the righteous gemstones. Here, star Danny McBride talks about how his character deals with a rival couple. Here we go. I think that Jesse and Amber see a little bit of themselves in the listens. The listens are another husband and wife duo that have just recently taken over the reins from patriarch of the family. And so now they have this new sense of self, this new sense of power, and they're getting a chance to like live their dreams and do the stuff that they had only talked about. And I think Jesse and Amber, they like what that looks like. 
I've not seen this, but is no. this a, is this kind of a riff on uh, the the super rich uh, religious leaders? Yes, that's clearly what it is. Jesse. I just saw a commercial for it, and I th- I didn't realize the season has already gone by. Season okay. two. Yeah, um, just looking at what he looks like, Danny McBride. Yeah, uh, and just looking at him, this show looks hilarious. I just started it last night, and it is great. I'm two episodes into the first season. It's hilarious, but it has brought. A very interesting point about TV right now. There are a lot of D's on TV right now. I don't know what you mean, D's. Penises? Penises. There are a lot of male naked penises. Like Walter Goggin and the first episode just stands up and there's his penis just hanging out right there. I mean, I appreciate it. It It's a little bit of shock value for me because I'm used to just seeing boobs and never seeing penises. Right. But now there's a lot of penises. All right. If that's your thing, it's out there (laughs) and ready for you. Uh, Which, by the way, if if they could, like, if they could include a... Um, a Kenneth Copeland character or something like this, I'd be I think, all I in. think that's what he's kind of based on. The yeah. dad is kind of that, plus a Jim Baker. All right. Uh, new episodes of The Righteous Gemstones premiere on HBO every Monday, by the way. Here's our next clip. A badass group of international female spies must work together to stop a terrorist organization from starting World War III in 355. And in this clip, Jessica Chastain discusses doing her own stunts. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it again, but definitely jumping off that building was really scary. It was. I was so high up. They weren't even going to have me do it. Uh, They were going to have the stunt person do it. And then I thought, what? I have to, like, this whole thing was my idea. And in some sense, it's a leap of faith because... Yes, you're wearing a harness, but you don't know that it's going to catch you because you can't practice it in a safe way. You just have to do it. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. The three five five is in theaters now. All right, there you go. That's what I got. Your entertainment report this morning. We have a lot taking place today. We're going to be uh, changing things up schedule wise, tad bit. We're going to do Fox Good Day a day early. Uh, Mike Jarek definitely wanted to uh, pop on and talk about Bob Saget. Yes. Uh, so we are going to do that check-in with those guys uh, about 45 minutes from now or so. Mark Summers is going to be on the program as well. And uh, Whitney Cummings has got a show coming up in April. Uh, it says coming to the area in February and April. Yeah, so she'll be okay. in Bethlehem in February. Uh, okay, and, and then, then Philly in April. Marion Theater. All right, so we'll talk to Whitney Cummings as well. So we got a lot on our plate today. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Stay warm. We will return shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Lilith Czar. Code Orange. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Marissa. By the way, uh, a lot of questions about uh, Ms. Romano. Yeah. And uh, she's been under the weather, but uh, is starting to feel better. And we might have her back tomorrow. We'll yeah. see about all that. So, But thank you for checking in. I'm sure she appreciates it. Listen, with the uh, the colder temperatures. Now, thankfully, it doesn't come, you know, we don't have any precipitation right now because you get temperatures this cold, you get a front coming through, and then we get dumped on, and then we're dealing with, you know, tons of snow. I think that's actually happening in Boston, where they're getting, oh, really? like, like, two feet of snow or something oh like that. Oh, my God. Like, crazy bad weather. Um, so we just have the cold, which is not so bad, but you know, I'm sure more snow is going to be on the way. But I saw this article this morning uh, with this kind of deep freeze that's happening in our, our area. Um, some uh, reports have been coming through about uh, frostbite uh, and what you need to watch. Have you ever had it? Something. I've never had it. I had it. Really? Yeah. And what I, part of your body? About my feet. Okay. Uh, and actually, I was doing shooting a comedy video uh, at that oh. time, a comedy, a Super Eight film, uh, and so I was in the snow in my feet, and we were doing, you know, 
What bare ever. feet? In my bare feet. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. But okay. it was all for the comedy, so it was worth almost getting your feet uh-huh. amputated. But um, I, I, it, I remember it. I didn't see the color change, but I got the... Um, the, 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 the pain, yeah. the, the, the itchiness, the, like a profound itchiness. Does that happen after or is that happened at when I got home? I, Ooh. it started. Okay. So, so, um, and I, I know that that I was told by the doctor that it was an earlier level of frostbite. What I did notice for many years after that, that area was much more sensitive to the cold, like uh, on my foot, like I, like it seemed it took forever. I don't have it anymore, but for years, that area would seem to be um, more responsive when it was cold. Oh. It, would, it would actually, I would get that tingling, that little bit of pain. Okay, so your your fingers, toes, nose, and ears are especially uh, vulnerable to frostbite uh, in this weather. Live Science reported that you can develop frostbite if the temperature falls below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's where it starts. That's where the danger begins. Uh, the National Weather Service notes in a blog post, frostbite happens when the body's survival mechanisms kick in during extremely cold weather. To protect the vital inner organs, the body actually cuts circulation to your extremities. This is shutting down systems. Totally. So yeah. uh, feet, hands, nose, etc. You don't need the nose. Which eventually freeze. And to avoid frostbite... Uh, you want to stay inside. It says if wind chill is negative 50 or below, so make sure you stay in. I think I'm going to stay negative you know, 50. Let's take this soirée inside. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I am it so just hit negative 50. I'm so surprised that I never got frostbite as a child. Me too. I mean, legit, like my way, especially during a snowstorm, my way of protecting my feet was to stick them in bags. And then put them in boots. Likewise, we had the loosest fitting, what they, uh-huh. the, like the, what do you call them? The, the rubbers or not, not garments, yeah. but, yeah. but like galoshes. Big, galoshes. big yeah. boots with openings in the top where snow could easily slide I down. Never, I never, I never owned a pair of snow pants. Like, ever. Like, yeah. uh, you just we, wore jeans? Or wore, or je- no, I sweats. wasn't even a jeans guy. I was a sweat, you know, you just, all right, well, I'm going to put three pairs of sweatpants on. You go out, play for hours and hours and hours, just snowball fights, sledding, do whatever, I and then. How the hell do we? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. How the hell did we endure that? Yeah. The, the, yeah. No, the notion now is just ridiculous. Ski pants were a revelation. When you eventually got those, you're yeah. like, dude, I can roll around in the snow. I got my not first. Have to worry about this. My first pair of ski pants because of the cardboard classic. I never had them before no that. Mm. I never skied. Okay. I didn't know. This is okay. a stupid question, but do you think kids are less susceptible to? Um, to frostbite than than adults because they I think they, they have they to be outside for hours and hours and hours on end. Do you ever look at kids playing in the snow and go, God, how are they doing that? Yeah. Listen, I know, I know that when it snowed and Casey, I don't know about you, but if if you were going to make snowballs, you got to take your gloves off. Yeah. Yes. Make, wow. To make real snowballs, you make pack good it. ones, you got to pack it. That's right. Pack that. <laughs> pack that. Yeah. I mean, you God make, forbid you had mittens on. You weren't yeah. making snowballs at that point, Nick. When you took your gloves off, you were prepared to make ice balls. That's right. Yeah, yes. you got to cause some damage. <laughs> right. Yes, totally. I'm going to kill this guy. Uh, so it says here uh, that the, to avoid frostbite, you want to stay inside, like I said, if the uh, winter around heat, right? Negative 50 or below. Dress in layers. Okay. And keep an eye out for signs and symptoms of frostbite, including a prickly burning sensation followed by numbness, skin color changing. To red, white, blue, or pale—it's very patriotic. So what you what or you pale, white, yellow tones? What you first described is what I was feeling: the, um, the prickly, okay, numbness, and waxy or tough-looking skin, sniff, stiffness in the joints or muscles, and severe cases, blistering can occur. Can occur, and skin 
can turn black as well. And then, you know, then you have to deal with uh, amputations yes. and things like that. If I don't you end like up that. Having severe uh, frostbite. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, frostbite has been depicted to various levels in movies. Um, what, what, uh, what, Mr. Deeds? Was that what his... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The iron, the, uh, not the tire iron. And he but, saved uh, someone uh, right by sticking yeah. it into, right. into a front, poker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? Nah, I'm just kidding. I can't feel anything. Uh, we got a text that says, Good morning from Maine. It is currently negative three degrees outside with a high of one and a noontime wind chill of negative twenty one. <laughs> my friend Karen uh, works, uh, lives and works in Maine, and she just yesterday and today not going outside, not going anywhere. She she can work from home. She has a luxury, but like there's just no point in going anywhere, doing anything. Uh, when it gets now, listen, I'm pretty good in the cold. You know, I've, I've become sort of a winter shorts guy. You know, in, in various <laughs> situations. Not today. Today, <laughs> today I opted out of that. Right, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I'm not completely insane. I would say I'm a little bit more durable. Yeah. But there, I've been in places that are, you know, where you literally, when the wind blows, it feels like needles in your face. Here's a text that says, you guys never lived in an actually cold area, and it shows. Uh, gladly and yeah. proudly, I don't want to live Wait, in a really, is that a really dig or something cold. Like that, I guess or? it's their version okay. of a dig. I don't, I don't really. You guys know. have right. never been molested in prison. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. Shows. I'm looking to keep that track record. <laughs> Uh, we listen, and, and Nick, you had asked a question earlier about uh, you know whether children are more susceptible. I, I don't know, but I know that like uh, my son and his friends, they still like will go out in this weather with like shorts and a sweatshirt. Yes. And I used to as well. Right. Like there, there was a, a long time where I'm like, you know, yes, it was cold. You know, like. You can't get away from that, but it's, you know, I could deal with it, though. Right, yeah. You know, like going to, like, parties and stuff like that in, like, college. Yes, oh I would walk from my dorm <laughs> all the way across campus in, like, a T-shirt, you know, just because, like, I don't know. Well, you knew it. there was warmth at the end of the trip. Going, right. going out in yeah, college. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but still, it's right. still a yeah. half-hour walk. I, 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 as long as my core, that's how I can get away with the, the shorts, as yeah. long as my core is warm. Also, a big thing for me, the neck. If the neck is cold... Then I feel cold. So that's why I've the, the scarves, all that stuff. That is not me. No freaking way would I walk around in shorts out, out today. I yeah. might, In fact, I thought about wearing thermals underneath my <laughs> pants, underneath my jeans as I was stepping outside. I'm like, this is a little too chilly. Now, on the opposite end of things, my old uh, martial arts instructor, Stephen, he will go out for a run in shorts today. No shoes, no shirt, nothing. No shoes? Yes, he, he does. He's, Barefoot. He's nuts like that. Holy but, hell. But he does it uh, to train his body. Right. Uh, and has been successful. Who's the guy, Case, that does that? Oh, Wim Hof. Wim, yeah, 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 Wim Hof. He, yeah. he like, follows his uh, ideology on that stuff. So. God bless him. I'll, yeah, I'll watch no. videos of them doing it from the comfort of my couch. <laughs> no, thank you. I cold is is one of my it's it's one of my uh one of my Achilles heels for lack of a better term because I know you guys have done the polar bear plunges and yes. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not do those. So I'm so not going to do those. I completely understand that. So in the heat I'm I don't know, you know, whenever I'm in one I tend to say that's the one I I don't like. <laughs> uh you know, but uh I guess I, I can fair like for example, last night I had the ceiling fan on in the room. I have I want the, well, I like the, cool. the ability I like, to bundle up yeah, and I get like warm. That. Yeah, as opposed to when you are desperately hot and you, you you're down to nothing and there's nothing is gonna cool you, I think that's a worse position to be in. Well, I mean I, I like cooler temperatures, but I mean I can spend the day outside in ninety five hundred degree weather yeah. you know, for hours or whatever and yeah. deal with it. But 
jumping into frozen water or, or really like like it can take my breath away. Mm. Well, like it's like okay, I've done it a couple I'm times. Out on this, the last time they did it, Preston, we did it for uh, and Nick it was the same one you did. Yeah, uh, it, they um, it was the water temperature was like. 19 20 degrees uh and uh the they actually told us not to go uh in over above our hearts yeah I, there and the uh the EMTs and the cops were out you know another 20 or 30 yards yeah. and those guys had to stay in for long stretches of time to protect the people who were doing right, the right. plunge uh Steve I think you and I share the mentality of like I I feel like in my mind anyway I can always warm up afterwards yes. and when I'm hot and sticky and feel gross like that that really affects my mood and my mindset and I just I, I get, get angry I get, I get angry yeah. and I get cranky and with, with at least I get fussy I get fussy <laughs> and I'm a little tired he's a little I'm fussy kind of hungry and I look like a baby I want to uh but like in weather like this I know that I can go home and uh, get under a blanket yes you know so and, that that doesn't mean it's a wonderful thing but but I mean when you are what is do you remember the coldest you've ever been Preston Mm. Uh, you do? Yeah. What? Uh, and it was it was an abnormally, abnormally cold day in October. It was my brother. I was a kid. He was in this championship football game. It was uh, Folsom Falcons versus the Ridley Park Parkers. Yeah. Uh, the game was at uh, Sun Valley High School. It was October. Yeah. And I felt like it was um, five below zero. It was crazy was it? how cold it was. I, I don't remember. Uh, if uh, and there's probably record of this yeah. about how cold it was in in October because it just it doesn't make sense for it to be as cold as it was right but it was ridiculous how cold that was um, uh, the 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 coldest memories that I have just seemed to, I just seem to flash back uh, to getting up in the morning to go to school <laughs> and yeah. like getting on the bus or something like the, that the, those were the coldest days to me well yes yeah I remember brutal and I don't know. So how come if you're a kid and you're more resilient to those memories? I agree that those are the times I felt this is insane. Yeah. Is it because you're active? You know, like because you're you're out moving and and probably sweating at the same time. I think that's got to be it. So for for example, when I go out and and hike, uh, I can go out in brutally cold weather. For the first ten minutes, you're like, why did I do this? Yeah. And then once you start getting into the moving and the whole deal and do this sort of thing, <laughs> you, you you start to warm up and you feel better. But yeah. It, I remember as a kid waiting at the bus stop, you just stand there and be like, dear God, let me die. I mean, I, you know, I, the summit of Kilimanjaro was like five, six below, uh, and it was the coldest I've ever been, but I was also hiking to the top of a 19,000-foot peak, you know, so right. I was like, I've been exercising for seven straight days or whatever the hell it was, so I didn't, I don't remember that memory as it being freezing. That brutal. Right. Yeah. Here's a text saying, uh, camping in Scouts at Valley Forge in negative Dude. eight with snow and rain, multiple tents broke because right. of the ice. That's so sad. I used to live across from Pauling's Farm on, on uh, Pauling's um, Road in, in that part of Valley Forge Park, and they would have the Scouts come every year, and they, they would camp like it was Valley Forge winter. Like the, They're trying to relive that? They, I guess they were trying to... Why? Teach we won! <laughs> well, I mean... People died. You know. <laughs> I'd go home and I'd be like, God bless these kids and, and scouts, but what the hell are you doing? It uh, just, it looked like... And they were doing it on weekends where it was absolutely free. Why don't they recreate the Donner party, Nick? Right, I mean... And start eating each other. You guys hungry? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it, it's interesting. We, we have, I've had people actually... Email us from Antarctica. There's yeah. uh, you know a station there, and and uh, people that listen to the show have been there, and they've, they've sent me little patches and, and stickers and things from there. I am fascinated and would actually like to. 
I don't know why, but experience being there for so some reason, I. even though just, it's some of the harshest conditions on the planet. I just want a space heater when I go <laughs> because, you know, I agree a thousand percent. Going to like Alaska, Preston, when I took, um, it, my wife and I took our trip many years ago, that was in the summer, but you're looking at areas and you can see it constantly where you're, uh, you know... Uh, like around the, the Glacier uh, uh, Park or wherever, well, you know, were you to be there unprotected, you'd die mm-hmm. within minutes. Yep. Savage. Uh, I got some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Mark. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, dude. What's up? Hey, uh, that game case you're talking about, the Ridley Park Parkers against the Falcon Falcons, I was playing in that game. Oh, wow. Wait. Okay. Yeah. All right, yes. so you play Rob Parker. Sorry, man. Uh, it's just, I'm like, wait, I probably know who you are. Yeah, well, yeah, I went to uh, Ridley Park, actually. Okay. Um, and I used to live in Folsom, so that's why I started playing with the Folsom Falcons. But I played for the Ridley Park Parkers also. So so uh, you're, you're going to back up Casey's story that it was un- uh, unbelievably cold? Oh, my goodness. We came in at halftime, and my feet were numb from about middle of my shins down. I couldn't feel anything. Uh, we're sitting on the sidelines. Everybody's jumping around. It was so. It was yeah. It was the coldest that I've ever felt. Yeah, it was crazy because you guys ended up winning that game. Which you know, no offense, you guys had no business winning that game. Like we no. are, are, and I think you guys ended up winning like seven six or something like that. Somebody on your team broke their leg. Yes. Who yep, broke his leg? Uh, Did it just freeze? Going after a tackle. Yeah, it was just snapped right off. Steve. Shattered, frozen solid <laughs> glass. Shattered right oh, there. It, yeah, it was so cold. It, it, you know, didn't know what it did. Wow. So you remembering it too? Well, that, that, that speaks to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It, because it, I mean, it was a it was a frigid January slash February type of uh, temperature in yeah, the middle of October. And uh, and like so nobody, no one's prepared. No nobody's one's really yeah, prepared yeah. for it. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's so cold. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, bud. Marissa, were you at the Eagles game on Saturday night? Yes, it's definitely not the coldest it's been, but somewhere around the third quarter, I couldn't feel my hands. Well, what's what's wow. the coldest of the uh, of the uh, the stadiums? You know what, Case? Maybe you'll remember this. All I remember is going out. It was probably like 2013 or 14. And it was a playoff game, and I remember actually going out. Oh, it was and, against the Falcons. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and getting um, Thermacare patches, yeah. like that you put on like a muscle ache. Yeah, because they have heat patches, and covering my body with those to wear under my clothing. You, you left the game and came back in, or would you? No, no, I brought. Them you brought with them with yeah, you. Yeah, wow, okay. because like those hot hand things are good, but only for like a little while, and kind of only if you go into warmth and then find them. Yeah, the the football game freezing cold thing. <laughs> No. 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 Just sitting there. No. Yeah, you no, know no, what? No, no, there no. is no desire. I yeah. look at the old footage at uh, <laughs> of the, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, the you know, frozen the first tundra. The frozen tundra. And I'm like, you people are freaking insane. No. Man. Yeah. I don't care yeah. that you couldn't yeah. pay me enough. Yep, there's John Facenda. Like, yes. it's like, you know, cold day in the tundra. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Big Iron Warriors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I actually have that uh, that music that they use. Uh, for okay. you know the old NFL film stuff, like that, man, I I loved watching that stuff. And I, I loved kid. watching it from the comfort of my television. Yes, yes yeah, totally. Yeah. In my warm living, I will room. watch other people freeze yeah. to death. That's <laughs> wonderful. So I'm not it's the one so interesting that. how people die slowly <laughs> from frostbite. Two hundred and forty-two people died on the frozen tundra that day, but Green Bay went on to prove that they had what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. 
I don't care. Listen, God bless you, your fandom, and your support of the team, but there is yeah. no effing way. I, so yeah, but now you have all of that gear. And like, I do. Today, they have, like, listen, the, the technology is great, but they also have, like, the... Not, they also have like things that you can like plug in and charge. And, and I, I have, have them. these. I have They're great. These, I have electric socks that I can. I, I go out on bike rides and you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I can actually. What, how cold is it right now? It is eighteen degrees. Well, maybe I wouldn't go out in eighteen degrees. <laughs> but I can go out for a bike ride and feel somewhat comfortable. But you're moving, yeah. like yeah. sitting at the Eagles game. To yeah. me, like you're just sitting there the whole time with the night. electric so that, socks and drinking a cold beer. Yeah. Like it's the lack of movement that that gets me. It doesn't matter what kind of gear I have on. If I'm sitting still, not going anywhere and doing anything, to me that it just ends up being miserable. I don't know. If I had the heated outfit, I could probably be okay with that. I bought Rochelle a, uh, a heated vest. She hasn't used it yet, but I got her that for her birthday. So I have every iteration. There's a place that they used to have. I don't know if it's still open, but in Manny and Cole, the warming store. I have the socks. I have the pants. I have the gloves. I have yeah. the whole deal. A lot of times you find out that the stuff is actually just warm enough without. I mean, unless you're in real extreme stuff. You got it if you need it. You got it if you need it. But, I'm- yeah, that is comfortable. Do I want to sit? And, like, for example, even at the Cardboard Classic, when I've had that stuff, and it's great, and it's on, and it's heated, heating away, if you're sedentary, if you're standing in place, you'll start to feel it. It'll 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 seep in through the ground, through your heated socks, and you'll feel it, and it sucks. Yeah, I'm going to try the heated socks because it's the standing on just concrete. It's not good. Or like a road. That's what gets you. Mm-hmm. Just don't stand on a road. Yeah, don't <laughs> stand on road. that road. Stop um, with the road standing. Hang on, I'm going to go to Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Good morning. Hi, Presidency. Love you guys. Love your show. We oh. love you, Vanessa. What's up? Hey, so I heard you guys talking about coldest you ever been. Uh, a few years ago, we went up to Niagara Falls. We were on a mega bus, me and a bunch of my friends, and our bus broke down on New Year's Day. Oh, my God. It was negative 37 degrees. Holy crap. Bus stop. So we decided to walk to the closest bar in this blizzard. I'll tell you right now, that walk from the bus stop to the bar, coldest I've ever been in my entire life, guys. Like, how, no how doubt. Far do you think that, uh, how far do you think that walk was, Vanessa? Uh, it was about probably a half mile uphill, and it was blizzarding. Like, okay. we, we call it, like, frozen hell of New York. Like, it was the worst day ever. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something, Vanessa. You mix in like a cold, like a yeah. snow. You mix in any blizzard condition. All of that stuff, it's nightmarish. But negative well, 37. Like, yeah. The, the water off Niagara Falls, it blows and blows and blows. Like it's like this wind. So it's like this wet, heavy mist. It, it, was, it sucks. All right. <laughs> it yeah. It completely Vanessa sucks. Vanessa, just remind. Thank you, by the way, Vanessa. I appreciate it. Okay. I remember the, 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 the trek that I took that made me feel like I was a bit of an adventurer. Um, it was, uh, I think it was 1985, and we called it the Great Drought of 1985. <laughs> 1985. <laughs> and the Great Drought was, there wasn't any weed anywhere. Like, oh, you couldn't get any anywhere. No weed to be found. And we had, like, a, an 18-inch snowfall, and I found out my buddy Dan had some herb. And Dan lived about three miles from my house. You took a three-mile hike? In- I walked like three miles and 18 inches. So were you, your buddies bundling you up and like, uh, come on, man, you can do it. I was by myself. I was alone. I was like, you know. Yeah. I made it's that. like the remnant. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was out I in the wilderness. This. And, uh, yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm going for pot. Yep. Uh, what are you doing, son? 
going for gone, sir. What motivates you? I was like 17 years old, 16, you know what? 17 years old. Um, yeah. That's so funny. Guys I know who were in yeah. Manitoba. Yeah. This is the story. Manitoba, I think it was negative 48, 50 oh degrees. My God. So they're riding along. They're in the car. The car's heater is working. They hit like a bump, and the windshield explodes. Wow. The windshield is is frozen solid. That's how you should not be out in that kind of weather. No. All right, so I have uh, Clint, who is from Alaska, probably laughing at the ridiculousness yes. of our complaints. Hi, Clint. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning, Ed, buddy. Uh, do you live in our area, or are you calling from Alaska? No, I, I moved down here about 16 years ago, so okay. I'm, I'm acclimated now. This is cold. Nice. Okay, all right, good. And how bad would it get for you, and what part of Alaska did you live in? Well, I lived in Anchorage, but uh, okay. for my birthday, my mom took me up to Fairbanks when I was 16, and uh, we landed at the airport, and the pilot said, uh, welcome to Fairbanks. It's a balmy 65 below zero today. Oh, my Whoa. God. 65 below zero, you start to have mechanical issues. You start to have all sorts of things going wrong. I mean, could you instantly, once you stepped out, could you could you feel it, or do you just get so numb that you can't perceive it? Well, up there, they tell you once it gets 40 below, you don't notice a difference, yeah. and let me tell you, you do. <laughs> it was so cold. Uh, we rented a car, so they went out and started the car. We went and had dinner. Uh, we were in the airport for about an hour. We got out to the car, which they keep plugged in, and it's got all kinds of heaters on it. Right. Uh, and just right where the vents were was defrosted, so we still had to scrape the windows off. Um, but yeah, that was freezing. Well, and then, uh, I mean that's I mean that's you have to keep the batteries. That won't the batteries explode? No, they, there's a blanket that wraps the battery. There's yeah. a plate that goes under the battery. You plug that in. There's a, a heater for the dipstick tube that goes in. You put a heater on the oil pan. It's too much. Then you have a, a head block heater that goes into the actual engine. Then they got a tank heater that circulates the antifreeze. I just set the car on fire and go in and have my lunch. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. But also the coldest um, wind chill, because I hear everybody talk about wind chill. We don't really count it that much, but the coldest wind chill I've been in was 133 below zero. Oh, man. Where? Was that Alaska? Yeah. We were out on a lake snow machine, and it was 50 below zero with a 45-mile-an-hour wind. No. No. I mean, when you <laughs> see polar bears reaching for uh, hoodies, it's too much. Man, Jesus, insane, Clint. Well, welcome I, to I the tropics. I put it in perspective for everybody. No, yeah. we, we know, I, yeah. Man. I appreciate oh, it. Take care. Could you Thank imagine? Wow. wow, we'll see ya. Uh, yeah, so we ain't got it that bad, uh, but it is, it's the coldest that it's been in three years. I yeah. find that hard to believe. It just doesn't seem like, I guess yeah. the last couple of years were We've much, had single digits, haven't we? I knew we? that they were mild, but I didn't know it was, uh, uh, as mild. I thought for sure we got down in, as, uh, you know, uh, mid-twenties being our high. Yeah. So, all right, well, that's where we are. Um, listen, we need to take a break. We're doing something a uh, little off the beaten path for a Tuesday. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. So we will yes. check in with the gang over there when we return. Uh, then we have a few guests. Mark Summers, uh, Whitney Cummings on the program, too. Bizarre File coming up in a moment. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. 
Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We're going to hold off on a look at traffic because in just a moment we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. And I'm glancing at uh, Fox's live stream and uh, I saw Dr. Mike's face on there real quick. So he's, of course, our fellow Fox buddy. But uh, we're going to check in with these guys a day early. And we're going to do that now. Here we go. Hey, Preston and Steve. Uh, our viewers are so, uh, they're on point all the time. They go, oh, don't you normally talk to Preston and Steve on Wednesdays? Yes, <laughs> but we wanted to hook up with you today on a Tuesday because we want to talk about um, Bob Saget. And I know that you guys uh, knew him very, very well. Anytime he was in Philly, he'd come on your show. And Bob Saget and Jimmy Kimmel were such good friends. And Jimmy mentioned him last night on the air. Listen to this. A word that came up a lot was uh, the sweetest. And uh, Bob was the sweetest. He was the sweetest man. Um, And the reason people wrote that is because it's true. So true, uh, you guys. Uh, Preston, let's start with you. Any favorite moments stand out? Oh, man. You know, the the thing that was great about Bob is just the easiest guy to talk to. I mean... Uh, you you could tell he was genuine in what he had to say, and uh, that that's what was so um, uh, disarming about him. Because you know, here you've got this guy who's got this persona. He's he's a he's a celebrity. He's a he's also an extremely funny guy, but so easy to just have this flowing conversation. Mm-hmm. He was legitimately interested and loved this area, loved Philadelphia, and I just found it so easy to talk to him. That's that's the the the, the overall thing. I mean, I don't have one standout story because every every time I spoke to him, I was just really happy. He's a friend. Yeah. yeah. Was just, yeah. It was just easy conversation. He transcended that. And the, and the the whole thing was, you know, obviously you guys talk to um, celebrities as well. And so you can say, okay, they're, they're, we have a friendly relationship. Uh, you felt as if every time Bob was on, you were talking to a friend. And for me, I remember he was on, we, um, we were doing a Zoom conversation with him. And I brought up uh, Norm MacDonald, who was alive at that time, and because I'd heard rumors that there was a Dirty Work uh, number two, which Bob Saget had directed Norm MacDonald in. And then Norm passed, and um, I remember, you know, seeing, obviously, Bob Saget was devastated by that. And even I think even Jimmy Kimmel brought up, uh, you know, last night, who would imagine we'd be talking about Bob Saget in this way now? It just doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah. No. Well, especially at 65, and he's such a Philly guy. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, from here, you know, went to Abington, Temple guy. And, he would, and I, it's nice to see someone that comes back all the time, that remembers his roots, where he's from, and would always be here for all the significant moments. And loves to. He actually won a comedy contest on WMMR, which yeah. sort of set everything in motion for him to start his career. But it wasn't like, okay, this is... I got to I got to put on the thing. Okay, I'm back in with the hometown crew, and I'm, he savored it. Nick related a story about 
seeing him, you know, one of his performances here, and he had like 50, 60 people in the audience that were friends of his that, that came out. He loved it, savored it, loved the connection to the area. It meant that much to him. I hope that he knew what a connection he made because all of the tributes right now, the, the refrain is the same. Sweetest guy, nicest Sweet. guy, most genuine, most open, most caring. And and I hope he knew that. I think he did know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he was just being him. But it really has uh, augmented who he was now that he's passed, which is always terrible to have to reflect on that. But, um, uh, you know, like you were saying earlier this morning, Steve, that Danny uh, character. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner character. Yeah. That was really, he was the father figure for a lot of viewers as well and, and made a, a real impact on their lives. The performer Josh Gad, his parents were going through a divorce and he said that, Danny Tanner was sort of a parent figure yeah. for him. Pete yeah. Davidson was going through all sorts of issues, yeah. and he interceded on his behalf. These are quiet little things when you're out of the eye, when there's no paparazzi around, and he's doing this stuff because he cared about people. That says a lot about Bob Saget. Yep. Yeah, I like Marissa's tribute yesterday, too. Um, you know, we all need a hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how he ended yeah. every episode of Full House, with a hug. So I yeah. got one, and I'll have that forever. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing. I mean, we're all brokenhearted. I'm really just shocked. 65, yeah. so yeah. Agreed, agreed. All right, thank you guys. We'll see you next thank week. You. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is one of those gut punch things. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, no, not him. Betty White, that was horrible, horrible that she passed. She lived to she's essentially 100, 100 years, years old. old. Yeah. She had a, she had impacted so many people and was so wonderful, but it was like, okay, uh, you don't want to think about it, but it's probably coming pretty soon. With Bob, it was like... What? Yes. Excuse like me. With, what? With Norm McDonald, with Neil Peart. I mean, you again? Yeah. They, these we've had a a, a steady. I'm going to say a stream, but a, a number of these where oh. haven't heard they were sick, had no idea. Well, yeah, yeah. A couple of years back, you know, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, uh, through the rock world, and and a few people took their lives. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Chris Cornell and. Uh, uh, there was just Chester a whole Bennington. host of them. Yeah, Chester Bennington, way too young. And it's like, it's a shock. And it never, you know, it, you never prepare for it. So, sad news. All right, listen, we skipped traffic, so we are going to jump into that now. Marissa, what are we dealing with this morning? All right, that incident is there on 95 northbound. Traffic is stopped all the way from Allegheny to Bridge. There's an accident blocking the two right lanes. Also slowing southbound from Cotman out to Bridge. 76 eastbound, Contract into Belmont, Montgomery to Spring Garden. Westbound University South City to Belmont. And 55 from Deptford to 40. This traffic report is brought to you by Wawa, craving comfort food. Try Wawa's barbecue brisket. Enjoy brisket on a brioche bun or in a bowl today. Gotta have a Wawa. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. uh, Time to dive into the Bizarre File. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. You can book a tune-up for $59, lock-in spring AC tune-up for only 39 and get a free safety inspection. You can visit horizonservices.com. We will start with this story. Police in York County made an unexpected discovery Thursday night when they pulled over a hatchback under suspicion of DUI. A 19-year-old woman pulled over around midnight. All right, she had hit a deer and apparently had loaded it into the back of her car. Oh, this is Tommy Boy. After hitting the deer, the 19-year-old or passengers loaded it while it was still alive in their car. Oh, my God. (laughs) I killed it! After a short time, they had realized the deer was still alive. However, they continued to drive with the animal in the vehicle. It is directly out of Tommy Boy. 
Uh, police, when that when that deer yells uh-huh. in the back seat, uh-huh. the back seat, <laughs> the best. Awesome. You know they they caught this on camera, right? Uh, no, this, this there's footage of this. Uh, yeah, I believe they have a dash cam. Footage. Oh, excellent. Uh, police released video. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Police released a video of the deer being unloaded from the car during the traffic stop and released back into the wild. It's unclear how badly the deer was hurt from the crash. I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. The 19-year-old driver was taken into custody as part of the DUI investigation. Now, remind me, in Tommy Boy, why did they put it in the car? Why did they feel they needed to do that? Do you remember? I don't remember. They didn't want to leave it. Yeah. They didn't want to leave it. They I, felt bad that they killed it, and they right. were crying over, you know, the fact that they <laughs> killed this deer. And... Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> All right, this story's out of Alabama. A bizarre theft case lands a Mobile man in jail. Mobile police say they pulled over 60-year-old Michael McClellan Tuesday after an officer, and I saw a picture of this, Saw him dragging a set of stadium bleachers behind his car. Stadium bleachers. And he had somehow or another strapped them to the back of his car with part of them dragging on the ground as he's driving around. And it happened in the middle of the day. The officer pulled him over at 12.22 p.m. Well, they were just sitting there in the field. McClellan was booked into the uh, county jail about 45 minutes later and charged with theft of property in the first degree. According to investigators, the bleachers were stolen from Lions Park, and they have since been returned. The balls! It's it's exactly. Not even the cover of darkness. Broad daylight. And what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Anyway? Uh, Watch TV. A family woke up to a disturbing surprise on Christmas morning, and that was feces scattered on their child's picnic table, and her scooter was missing. The mother, who wishes to remain anonymous, said that she saw what happened after watching their ring surveillance video. She said, my, due to feces thrown all over the wall. She said, my girls were laying in bed, way past bedtime, waiting to hear Santa and his reindeer laying on the roof. <laughs> uh, my five-year-old went outside the next morning and saw it. She instantly told me not to worry that it had been one of the reindeer that had pooped outside. The reindeer took a dump. She said, I wish she was right, but unfortunately we had a nasty mess to clean up. In the video, the man is seen walking up to the family's porch, looking around, and then dropping his pants to defecate on the picnic table. Santa? The man moves around a few times before pulling up his pants, looking around, and then he spotted grabbing the scooter and riding away on it. Is this a new Christmas tradition? A neighbor found the scooter down the street, and they returned it, and they're still looking for this this uh, mystery pooper. Uh, here's a follow-up story for you. After a former employee of AOK Walker Auto Works filed a complaint with state labor, labor regulators in 2021 accusing the owner of failing to issue his final paycheck of $915, he got an unwelcome surprise, which is a mountain of 91,000 pennies covered in oil dumped in his driveway. You remember this? Yes, absolutely. All right, the worker, Andreas Flatten, may be having the last laugh. The U.S. Department of Labor has filed a lawsuit against the uh, auto repair shop and owner, Miles Walker, after deciding that the stunt amounted to retaliation. According to the government's complaint, Walker decided to pay Flatten in pennies within hours of learning that he had been contacted uh, regulators over his missing paycheck. Uh, Walker had stated to the Labor Department in the alleged suit, how can you make this guy realize what a disgusting example of a human being he is? You know what? I've got plenty of pennies and I'll use them. So a worker engaging uh, with the Labor Department is protected under federal law, according to the agency. Workers are entitled to receive information about their rights in the workplace and obtain the wages they earned without fear of harassment or intimidation. 
Uh, the Labor Department also determined that Walker had illegally deprived other workers at the shop of overtime pay as well as failing to keep proper pay and work records. And they're asking the U.S. District Court in Georgia to bar the defendants uh, from any future breaches of the Fair Labor, Labor Standards Act, including retaliation and overtime violations. Okay, this is up! <laughs> okay. A hotel manager in Z- <laughs> I just bumped that, but it okay. came out pretty good. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that one more time. How can she slap? <laughs> That's a guy saying, how can she slap? Yeah. A hotel manager in Zambia <laughs> says that he was surprised. How can she slap? Okay, I don't know why I'm laughing. A hotel manager in Zambia says that he was surprised when he looked up from his desk and saw an elephant standing in the front lobby. An elephant? Apparently, the large... How did an elephant get in my room? The large animal had entered the building looking for snacks. And I saw the uh, footage of this, so... Do you have Toblerone? In in some warm climates, like in Hawaii, like the the hotels don't have doors. Like, they just have these... Completely open air. Giant open areas that you just walk in. Perfect for an elephant. That's what this elephant walked into. Uh, He apparently... Was looking for snacks, they said. Um, Andy Hogg is the managing director of the Mfue Lodge in Zambia. Uh, and this isn't the first time that the lodge has had to deal with an elephant snooping around the premises. According to Hogg, he said, that they're, he said, we are careful to make sure that we don't have any fruit or food behind the counter for when the elephants come in. Uh, during the time, then the elephants come in. During the time that uh, the wild mango fruit is in season, we get elephants in the courtyard and in reception several times a day. It generally happens from late October through mid-December. Apparently, elephants are popular with visitors at the lodge. He said, guests love it. And you can imagine, but uh, we are very careful to keep them well back from the elephants and very safe. This particular elephant didn't cause problems and left without any incident, by the way. Trying to get a room, double bed. And there you That's go. That's when the whores come in. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we will take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Mark Summers, see yeah. what uh, he is up to. Also, he was a, a friend of uh, Bob Saget as well, so we'll cover some of that ground on top of that. And uh, we're going to have Whitney Cummings on the program a little yes. bit later, too. She's coming to town, so we'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. So, our next guest, I think he was going to be here this week. That was yeah. the plan. Things yeah. change, but he's such a, he's a class act. He's like, let's get together and <laughs> Absolutely. Talk. So why he's the Cary Grant of our time. He, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I never really thought wow. of it that way, but he is the Cary Grant <laughs> of our time. <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know him, Mark Summers. He's on the show. Morning, Mark. Boys and girls, how are you? I miss you guys. How's everything? We miss you too. It's cold. It's chilly. Not uh, like I'm sure what you're experiencing in California, but you know, it's the nature of being in Philly. You know, 48 degrees outside here right now. Not so bad. All right. Yeah, we're we're in the uh, in the teens. I'll say this though. Uh, you're looking damn good, my friend. We're looking at the Zoom uh, uh, screen here. You look like you're uh, in shape and uh, and all bright eyed and bushy tailed, as they say. I've lost some weight. I lost about 16 pounds. I've been uh, 
I walk every day. I do a five-mile walk every day because what else do I have to do? <laughs> and uh, my wife has decided to go on a diet, and I went on the diet with her, and it's helping both of us. So I, I feel good. I just wish this damn thing would be over like everybody else, you know? Right. I saw you the other day. There was, uh, I think it was on BuzzFeed. They do all kinds of uh, lists and so on. It was like, you know, uh, the, these 90s Nickelodeon stars... Uh, yeah. What they look like then and what they look like now. Oh, you were, yes. Mark has ended up as clickbait. Totally. Uh, yeah, where you, totally. like, you won't believe, in other words, suggesting what a mess yeah. he looks. But it's never that. It's always you click on it. And they, a lot of times the person featured in the tease is not even featured in the slideshow or the article. Mm -hmm. It's a scam, Mark. You know it's a slow news day when they're either doing that or or. Showing my Burt Reynolds thing for the 170. Oh my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. That never gets old. Is, is, do you, do you, uh, that's sort of timeless. I mean, I'll, I'll check that out. There, there are some perennial YouTube videos that I'll hop in. Do you yourself ever take it out for a spin or, uh, you know, you, you were there, you did it. Does it hold any interest to you? Every now and then I go in and look at the, the comments. And of course, everybody thinks it was the setup. So I get into debates sometimes with people trying to explain to them how it absolutely happened in real time and there was no rehearsal and no setup. Uh -huh. But, you know, people believe what they want to believe. Uh, all of the election was stolen. So, you know, you can't talk to stupid. Right, right, right. Hey, um, we wanted to touch base, and it's a somber note, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bob Saget passing suddenly, uh, unexpectedly. Um, the the tributes have been, you know, I mean, it, it speaks for itself because, we, we you know, we had... Uh, a connection with Bob, and he was, you know, just, oh, we couldn't wait to see him anytime he was coming by because he was just, A, uh, a great talker, but B, just the, the just a sweetheart of a guy. And you guys went way back, right? Yeah, the Comedy Store days, we started, uh, I was there a few years before. I started in 76. I think Bob started around 78. Uh, when I was doing the warm-ups on Soap uh, in the studio to the left of me was Barney Miller, and Dave Letterman was doing the warm-ups on that, and the studio to the right of me was Bosom Buddies, and, and Bob was doing uh, warm-ups on that. So we go way back. Um, one time we were in a, a charity event, and he had his three daughters, who at the time were very young and were big uh, Nickelodeon fans, and he said, I wanted to be my kids that I actually knew you. Uh, so we go back, I don't know, 40 years, I guess it is. Yeah, and. This one hit me so hard. Um, you know, he's five years younger than me. Yeah. Our last text I was looking at was December 22nd. I've been filling in doing radio here in Los Angeles and been booking guests on, and I wanted to book him. And uh, he thanked me, said he was on his way to Mexico with the family, uh, so he wouldn't be able to do it. But if it pops up again, to give him a call. I said, travel safe. He said, thanks, man. I get choked up here. And... Um, oh. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is just, it's just, and when you read the tributes, you know, the impact that this man had on a generation was absolutely mind boggling. But the thing that hit me the most was I was just watching Jimmy Kimmel's comments. I don't know if you saw it, yeah. but he was the, the nicest guy ever. I mean, his TV persona, excuse me, was one thing and his club act was something totally different. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line was, um, the most amazing guy. And the reason I wanted to have him on the radio show was because he was friends with everybody. But the one that I was blown away by is he was dear, dear friends with Norman Lear. And I wanted to ask him, how did that happen? You know, he, he had, he had interesting ties. I remember seeing a story uh, and I, and I asked him about it as well when he was on, uh, he was doing the um, later show with, uh, uh, um, uh, are you Tom Snyder? <clears throat> no, no, no. Um, oh man. James Gordon. No, nope. 
Uh, Bob Costas. Okay. And uh, and they were talking. They spent a lot of time about talking, and they were talking about Bob's close friendship with Larry Fine of the Flint yeah. Stooges. <laughs> and so he he just he had this. Uh, Ability about him to make friends with almost everybody, and I, I imagine that he—he's Bob seemed like you know talking to him that he was the kind of guy who would cultivate that, that would actively say, "I would like to be friends with Larry Fine," yeah. and then make it happen. Yeah. Larry Fine was at the uh, retirement home for uh, entertainers uh, in Woodland Hills, California, and uh, if I would have known that, I would have been down there in a nanosecond. You know who had a very close relationship with Larry? was Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron used to call Larry Fine when he was doing radio, I think, in New Hampshire, and got him on the phone and got him to expose many things that nobody knew about him and the Three Stooges at one point. So, you know, if you're smart enough to figure out where these people are, it was my relationship with Soupy Sales. Um, I got to know Soupy intimately uh, through the industry, and we became very, very tight friends. And, you know, when I tell that to people, they go, oh, my God, how did that happen? Um, I was just in the right place at the right time. We hit it off together. The first time we met, I lied to him. He was playing the Playboy Club in Boston. I was going to college. I got a hold of him and said I was doing a documentary on what makes people laugh. wasn't true at all. I just wanted to meet him. And from there, uh, we met again at the Comedy Store in around 77, 78. And uh, our friendship continued until he passed away. So I feel really fortunate to have that relationship. But Saget... Saget was friends with everybody, and nobody had a bad thing to say about him. Mm-hmm. And this one is just mind-boggling that, uh, that this, I don't know. I, I'm sure it was just a heart attack. If that's what it sounds like, they say it'll take 10 to 12 weeks to figure out oh. what his actual cause of death was. But, uh, you know, you know, I don't know. This one's a... No, it's a complete sucker punch. After, after a sucker punch that, uh, for me, you know, Norm MacDonald was someone along with many others that I revered. I just, you know, just the the... The absolute state of the art in in in, in economy of language and, and humor and just brilliant. And when that happened, Preston had a moment with Neil Peart from uh, the drummer from Rush. Was like, what? We hadn't even heard anything. Or David Bowie, and then they're 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 gone. In in the case of of of, of Saget, though, last night uh, I took the opportunity to revisit his telling of the aristocrats joke in the documentary, which is just nonstop, unrelenting hilarity, perversion. Just beyond, even he, he's just, he can't believe where he's taking it. The interviewers are laughing, and it's just one of those great moments. But that same guy, as we are going through this experience, to sort of have the revelation of just how much he meant to so many people, I have to say, I knew it, it, you know, we, we had a good friendship with him. We knew that he was obviously a pop culture icon. But again, that Danny Tanner character for so many people on that show served as sort of a default father figure. And so I think that's where we're getting so much of the repercussion. I mean, the ripple of this moment is really kind of eye-opening. And, and it makes you appreciate him that much more. It does. Earlier in the day, I lost uh, Dwayne Hickman. Uh, Dwayne played uh, Dobie Gillis and many other things on television. And I exec produced the last movie he did uh, over at CBS. And I hadn't talked to him in years. But uh, And I was also shocked how old he was. Uh, he was 87 years old, I... which was somewhat shocking to me because he looked young for so long and acted so young. Um, and so that started. And then Saget happened. Um, and then uh, Johnny Carson's brother, Dick Carson, died yeah, the same happens. day. Yeah. And then you had, you know, uh, Betty White mm. and Sidney Poitier. It's like 2022 sucks already. Yes. Stop this, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, listen, it's, it's, it's again, it's, you know, it's, uh, to paraphrase the saying, no one gets out of this alive. 
But yeah. uh, when it does happen, and it is especially to people that have been at the center of so much of what we've enjoyed. You know, you, you bring up soupy sales for, for crying out loud. These... My childhood was soupy sales. I mean, so much of that means so much to you, and it's hard to articulate it, but you certainly feel the loss when it's gone, you know? And that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with right now. I was texting with Sajak last night, and, and he said he checks the in-memoriam segments on TV shows to make sure he's still alive. <laughs> didn't, didn't he get a false report? Wasn't there a false Sajak death reported? Uh, yeah, one, I mean, somebody, eventually, uh, I think, you live long enough and you get your... F- Fake ob- obituary or your incorrect obituary. I remember Abe Vagoda. Yeah. They they told yes. You know, you know he's legitimately he dead. He wasn't <laughs> dead a few times. He had to declare yeah. he wasn't dead. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, but you know what, Mark? It's uh, one of the things that uh, that, that we're seeing by, by this outpouring of of all this love for him. Do you think that he knew that he touched people in that way? I certainly hope so. I think so. Um, I, I believe that, and he went out of his way. To say I love you or uh, always a compliment. If I went through uh, the, the texting thing with him recently, um, there was always a compliment at the end. I hope you're doing well or be well or take care of yourself or hope your family's well. Um, and I always felt it was it was sincere. And everybody says the same thing. I was reading a, an executive at Fox last night on Facebook, I guess it was. And he said, uh, thank God we saw each other uh, last week. and We told each other we loved each other. And I think that's what it does. It opens up that uh, you better say it now because you never know kind of situation. Yeah. And I find a lot of friends uh, doing that over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. And, and it's just something we should learn. Yep, I agree. Hey, I wanted to ask you about this uh, this radio show that you're doing in, in Los Angeles because I follow you on social media. And I saw, I'm like, wow, uh, all right, uh, moving on to radio now. How did this come about? Well, I was sitting home uh, because what else have I been uh, doing? And I get a phone call from a KFI, which is, uh, according to them, the number one uh, talk station in the country. And they said, do you want to start doing weekends? And I went, oh, okay. What makes you think I can do this? Well, we, you know, think people would be interested in hearing you. So I, I did a, a Saturday night, a couple hours, and it went well. And they kept asking me back. And then I get a phone call mid-December. Uh, would you like to do the last week of December drive time two to six? Now, doing two to six on Los Angeles radio on a KFI iHeart Media station versus ten eight to ten on Saturday night is huge. Yeah. So they said, "Do you want to do two hours or four? And I said, "What's the difference?" They said, "You get paid the same whether you do two or four. I said, "I'll do four. So I start the week by saying, uh, "This is the no COVID, no politics zone." And I actually just interviewed people. That's the yeah. reason I called uh, Saget. I just wanted to interview him. Yeah. And I found a guy by the name of G.T. Dave who started uh, Kombucha. I interviewed him. I interviewed Michael Simon. I interviewed Robert Irvine. So I do this Monday, four hours of interviews. And Tuesday morning, I get up at 6.30 in the morning, and, and there's a uh, an email from the assistant uh, program director saying, these are the topics we want you to talk about today. And it was, you know, Fauci right. and uh, Jane Maxwell and things like that. And so being the guy that I am, I ignored it and went on Tuesday <laughs> and, and, and did four hours of interviews with other people. And uh, Wednesday, when I get to the station, uh, I'm met at the door uh, by the assistant uh, program director uh, who hands me 40 pages of paper and says, these are the things we want you to talk about today. And, of course, I ignore them. And um, uh, Wednesday, I do my show. And as I'm driving home now, it's two hours to the station because I live in Santa Barbara. So it was two hours down to L.A., four hours on the air, two hours back. It was five to nine. My phone rings in my car. I'm almost home. And it was was the real deal. It It was the guy in charge. 
And I said, hey, what's going on? And there was 10 minutes of small talk. And I, and I said to him, hey, look, you know, I've been in the business like over 40 years. If the general manager or the program director calls you at home or in your car at nine o'clock at night, it's not good news. And he said, well, you, you know, you're doing a great job. We love your interviews, but you're killing me. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, we have uh, the best 25 to 54 year old demos in the country. And I went, you mean people under 50 actually listen to AM radio? And he said, well, you'd be surprised. I said, well, okay. And he said, tomorrow you could do two hours of interview, uh, but the other two hours you're going to talk about COVID, Fauci, the insurrection, and uh, Jelaine Maxwell. And I said, yeah, Neil, that's not happening. And he said, you refuse to do it? And I said, that's right. He said, you're fired. I yeah. said, okay. And uh, and that's the end of my radio career. Back in well, it's first off that that's so so we have adopted that same philosophy over the over the past couple of yeah. years of staying. Listen, you know where to go if you want to talk about that or that's part of your deal. We want to be the the break from that, yeah. and that's served us well. And for what we can gather, people come up and say thank you for staying away from that stuff because you know you get you get sick of being sick. So, uh, but the fact that they they knew what you were about, multi decade career in show business, you, you, you know, he said to me. Um, you should really have a discussion about this. And I said, look, uh, my whole career has been throwing green liquids at 11-year-olds and talking about the history of Tootsie Rolls. Nobody cares what I have to say. <laughs> right. You right. Know? And he said, no, I, I really think you should do it. And uh, I just said, yeah, that, that's that's never going to happen. And he said, you know, we had a guy on the station recently like you who we really liked, but he didn't fit into our format. So we got him a job in Texas. I said, I'm not looking for a radio job and I'm not moving to Texas, you know. <laughs> for 350 bucks a day, I'm just doing this to have fun yeah uh but, you know it, it just it wasn't meant to be and that's fine you know uh, i luckily i'm in a position where i don't need the job and i thought well this would be entertaining and and he, the other thing was as soon as i had the phone i went on uh social media and there were many comments there saying wow kfi had to hire mark summers on a full-time basis this is the best radio i've heard in years so i just took screenshots of those and sent it to him never heard from him again uh, but, you know, <laughs> well uh, first of all mark uh, good for you for sticking with your principles and and uh, not you know doing something you didn't want to do second of all did you ever consider uh maybe getting drunk for the day and uh, doing some kind of stunty type of a thing where you would have a host come in and because that gets ratings yeah right i can't imagine that ever happening on real radio <laughs> real quote unquote, real radio well let me let me ask you with that if you enjoyed it i mean obviously there's you know you you could enter the there's a there's a small amount amount of Podcasts available. What now. is this thing called? I, I think there's maybe last count. What, what Preston two years ago they had them at eight hundred and sixty thousand separate podcasts. Yeah. So why don't you jump into the fray? Well, you know what? I've been asked to do it a million times, and um, I've said no a million times. And you know, I'll, I'll do the reveal here. Uh, I finally got talked into it. Okay, right. so reluctantly. Uh, I've recorded two. My first guest was Guy Fieri. My second one was Anthony Ramos. And uh, we're shooting more in the next couple of weeks. But I was talking to Bobby Flay about it. And he said, how many are you going to shoot before you release these? And I said, we're going to try 10. He said, don't bother. you got to do 100 before anything happens. And once again, I'm not sure I want to work that hard. So we're going to release them up on the see what happens. Uh, but it's, uh, it's work. You know, when I was doing the radio show, um, I would book my own guests and then I would do my own research. So when I got home Monday night, I sat at the kitchen table for two to three hours and did research on my guests for the next day. Right. You know, 
as I've got more respect for you guys than ever before, and I always love what you did, but this ain't easy to get on the radio and talk for four hours a day. Mm-hmm. You don't just walk in the studio and do it. It takes a lot of prep, and I don't think people understand that. Um, for your podcast, so if you can do it at your leisure. You can yes. work out a couple a week and, you know, do that if, if you're looking for something to do, you know? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Linda Lavin booked next. I'm trying cool. to think a few other people, but um, we'll see. I, you know, I, I just... I, you know, Joe Rogan owns that world. You know, he makes millions of dollars doing it. He books guests that I pretty much wouldn't listen to, but uh, I'm apparently wrong and in the minority. Um, I just don't know. When people contact me now and say they want me on their podcast, I always say, send me three questions I've never been asked. And if you can do that, I'll do your podcast. Wow. And most people just don't even respond to that. But, you know, after a while, you do get a little tired of telling the Burt Reynolds story and, you know, how you got hired at Nickelodeon. It's, do it's you, the same 10 questions yeah. over and over again. What's it like to get slimed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Guy Fieri, and uh, we used to have him on pretty regularly. It's been a while since we've had him on our show. Uh, I, I so commend what he did for so many restaurants during the pandemic. Uh, he just he raised a lot of money for people who really needed it. Uh, how were things in his world, and, and what were you guys chatting about? Well, we texted about uh, Saget. I didn't realize he was friends with Saget, and I saw it online. I texted him right away and said, you know, it's just so sick that none of us call each other anymore. We just text each other. Um, and, you know, he's doing fine. He's he's somehow, he got COVID, I guess, quickly and, and uh, was not affected by it. He's been on the road this whole time. He's got a new show out uh, where he has uh, this franchise restaurant of his called Chicken Guy, and they're giving away a franchise online. They shot that. And he's in production with Guy's Grocery Games and everything else. He seems to be fine. He just bought a house in Florida. Um, he's being honored down at South Beach Food and Wine this year uh, for all the things he's done for the restaurant tour. So he's kind of lived his life like nothing's happened, and good for him. I applaud him. You know, I, it's amazing. <laughs> he sort of slaloms in and out. Like, he became – so he was, you know, he was kind of the, the hip, trendy – Guy, the, the the star in that realm, and then then it, it sort of became um, uh, in in vogue to to dump on him for some mm-hmm. reason, and then he he came back. He just he just moves forward and seems to keep on keeping on, so to speak. And that it's cool to watch the way he operates because I, I, recently there were videos of Sylvester Stallone and Pacino hanging out, and who's right in between them? Guy Fieri. It's I mean yeah. he's. He's loving life. He has no reason to apologize. No, and and he doesn't listen to the BS. He doesn't read it. He doesn't listen to it. He doesn't care about it. Um, He's focused uh, beyond anybody I know. He just signed this new three-year insanely expensive, uh, you know, deal over at uh, Food Network. And good for him. You know, he's a good guy. I always say if I uh, got stuck on Highway 15 at 2 in the morning, uh, Guy Fieri would drive down and pick me up. Uh, he's just that kind of a person. I mean, he's very much like Saget, where yeah. it makes no difference. Sometimes he'll just send me a text. He'll say, hey, Summers, I miss you. I love you. You know, just out of oh, nowhere. It's oh, nice, so, yeah, You know, our experience is that he's, anytime he's been on or in, he kind of treats us like we're old friends, and yeah. and I like that. And I've actually have been to three of his Triple D restaurants that he's featured. One of them was such a dive I walked in and I go, no, I'm not doing this one. And then I walked out and then I just hopped onto the website because I was in in Vegas. So I went to this pizza place that I was like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to do this. And then I ended up going to a uh, a barbecue joint that he had recommended that wasn't too far from this this pizza place. But, I mean, he really does 
uh, you know, he he posts all these things on on the website. So if you're ever in a city, you know, and you're like, man, where should I eat? Yeah, go to the uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives website, and and you you every single one that he's ever been to is on there. Think of what that means yeah. to, to a small bit again, yeah. supporting small businesses. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I went to like I forget the name of the uh, the barbecue joint, but it was something about roadkill uh, <laughs> drive, or, or you know, it was like. It was, you know, Mark Summers roadkill stand or something like that. And I'm telling you, man, it was amazing. Best roadkill you ever had. Best roadkill barbecue I'd ever had in my life. Well, the thing about him is he's he's brutally honest. And there are times I've been told by the uh, crew that if he walks in and, and it's not right or it doesn't taste right, he, he just doesn't do it because he doesn't want to lie to the people who've been following him for all these years. Yeah. So uh, I, I admire and appreciate that as well. He's just not a, a talking head. Uh, he's got a brain and he uses it. And uh, I think that's why you can trust whatever you see that he writes about these various places. I did go. Uh, I did escape for uh, two days. Uh, Bobby Flay opened up a new restaurant in Las Vegas, and uh, I went. Freaked me out. Like, nobody's wearing masks and whatever, yeah. but uh, the food was spectacular. And in the middle of all this chaos, Bobby opens a new restaurant, and you couldn't get into it. So uh, if you get to Vegas, check it out. It's at Caesar's Palace. Well, all right. So on that note, uh, Bobby's Burger Palace here in Philadelphia closed down, and I'm bummed out because it is like – the best burger I've ever had in my life, and and is gone now, and and so I don't have that to go to anymore. So, if you talk to him, tell him that I want him to open up another one, if preferably if you could do it in Delaware County, so I don't have to drive into the city for that. That sounds like a viable. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he's taking requests or not. He's got a new one in Caesars, and he's changed the name a little. I don't know what it's called. It's not Bobby's Burger Palace anymore, but uh, it, it, there's like only ten or twelve. He's just sort of, you know, Bobby's an amazing guy. He's my mentor. Um, during all this uh, chaos, um, he, nobody worked harder. He uh, opened up a cat food company, uh, <laughs> you know, which is crazy. You know, he called me up and said, you know, you're, do you remember Morris the cat? I said, yeah, well, my do- my cat Nacho is going to take that thing. So he's he's opened that. Um, he's, his businesses are, are constantly moving and changing. Uh, he's doing his podcast. Um, nothing gets this guy down at all. And I admire people like that. I've gone through some major depression during this whole thing. Uh, I think most people I know have. And I admire guys like Flay who can just move forward and somehow it doesn't affect them. I don't know how they do it. By the way, Mark, while you guys were talking, I came up with three questions I don't think you've ever been asked before. Oh, Uh, okay, go. Okay, so what is the major export of Ecuador? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What does fried lizard taste like? (laughs) You and. And have you ever had a zit on your balls? <laughs> you ever been asked those? I'll, I'll, do, your, I'll do your podcast. Do podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got him. We got Summers. You know, the zit on my balls did happen, but that's a whole other story. We can't All go right. do it right yeah, now. Yeah, just I bet you haven't been asked those before. Isn't that a right of passage? Never, never once, you yeah. know? And guess what? I want people to be creative, and you were creative, and that's why you're success. <laughs> not you not for- to get... Go ahead. Uh, just thank you for not putting our show through the vetting process of all these other podcasts. We appreciate right. it, Mark. <laughs> And, Casey, there's a bo- uh, Bobby's Burgers in Yankee Stadium. Uh, I'm not going up there. Well, it's the closest <laughs> one. <laughs> Vegas, Yankee Stadium. Uh, ha- with uh, with as, um, you know, as, as careful as you have been uh, as far as, you know, uh, uh, contact with other people and so on, uh, have you been you been ordering out or anything like that? Do you do uh, DoorDash or any of these delivery services or anything? Uh, I do all the delivery services. Uh, I have not, uh, other than Flay's Place, uh, I've not eaten inside a restaurant. It's always outside. 
Uh, we've been basically hermits. We haven't done much of anything. We have not socialized with other humans. <laughs> I did do one thing, uh, which I still can't believe I did. I got called by uh, our friends at Discovery to go produce a spot in Austin, Texas, about four weeks ago. And I was really reluctant, but I had not been on, uh, out of the house. And as I was driving to the airport, it said, if you're over 60 and immunocompromised, don't get on a plane. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is crazy. But um, but I went and uh, did it. I got in Wednesday night. Everybody in Austin was wearing a mask. We shot the thing Thursday. I got in the plane Thursday night and came back. Got tested right away afterwards just to make sure I was okay. Um, but that's like the most uh, daring thing I've done during the two years of COVID. Now, I know you're a foodie, obviously, with your, with your background and everything, and you've suggested restaurants to me and have been out of this world. Have you have you delved more into cooking on your own since being, uh, you know, in the four walls? That's all we're doing. Uh, I'm the king of barbecue here because my wife somehow can't figure it out, but everything else she does well. And uh, we've gone to the web. Uh, everything we've made that's been Flay, Ina Garten, uh, or Alex Bernicelli has been off the charts. Ina, and, uh, Ina is so great. I I, she, I almost always gravitate <clears throat> on Food Network on the on the website to her recipes. They're usually pretty easy, and they always taste fantastic. They're amazing. And I had to I'm, forgive me. I'm sounding like a name dropping idiot today, but um, we we cooked some chicken dish of hers, and it didn't come out right. And I, I uh, emailed her and said, you know, what did we do wrong? And it's great to be able to talk to the source and find out exactly what's going on. But 99 and 44, 100 percent of uh, her dishes are just off the charts. And she is the go to person for us. It's just amazing food. Didn't you? Wasn't I reading that you, you made some waffles and it was the Pope's recipe and you emailed him? <laughs> and uh, yeah. what, what? Why am I not tasting the cinnamon? He did. He said, I told you once, I told you twice. Don't call me no more. You know? <laughs> and the fact that he's Polish having times like that is amazing. Okay. I default to that as well because it just seems like the way the Pope talks. No matter what the accent is, you're going to go with that. And you're, so. you're, I think our Pope now is uh, I think Argentinian. Argentinian, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He talks, he somehow this Jewish guy isn't up on what the Pope uh, <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. Nice, Forgive me, Father, man. I have sinned. What can I tell you? Nice. Uh, well, listen, my friend, great to catch up with you. Sorry about the radio gig, but you let us know what else is coming up in your world. We, we love having you on any time, man. All right, listen, I'm back in Philly, supposedly without COVID in April, and we'll do it live in person at that time. Thanks uh, for your support throughout the years, and I love you guys. Count love on you. Love you too. Mark Summers. Yay! And he's right. He's right. Yeah. Tell those people that you love them, you love them. Uh, that you love, you love them. Because, also, uh, tell the people you dislike that you dislike. If please. You, if you leave, th- cast off this mortal coil without telling someone How much they're you a scumbag, yes. you might... You don't want that. No, you can't leave that hanging. You want to tie up everything. They need to know. I need you to know I <laughs> okay. hate you so much. Let, let me ask you, though. Okay. I mean, suppose. Suppose you are given a, a, a specific time, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, or timeline. Like you're on, on death row. Something like yeah. that. Is, aren't there, is there one or two people that you wouldn't mind saying, hey, you know, go F you? yourself? Yeah. I, you sure. know what? I, I can't think of anybody right now, but I mean, I might take that opportunity in a lighter way to say, hey, you were, um, mm-hmm. uh, you did this to me. Yeah. And I think you need to know, hopefully it will better you as a person to not do that type of thing anymore. You know, if you're going to offer it up that way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any straight FUs I can think no, of. No, none that right I can think of. I've let him go. I've, I've let him go. You yeah. know, like I always, a while ago I adopted the philosophy and I've said it to you, Casey, a number of times. The person who is that way, who is just, just horrible, 
they're already imprisoned by themselves. They, right. they, they, they're, they're, they're in there. They're trapped in themselves. So what am I going to do? That's going to make it. You know. Uh, well, resentment can be a real bitch, right? You yeah. know. Uh, so if you you hold any resentments, like what I, I think the worst part about it is if you let's say you hold a resentment at uh, one or two people, and they don't even get. They aren't. You're not even a third or fourth or fifth thought. It's like well. Who, like, you're well, k- killing yourself. Well, they, sometimes you, know, you need uh, to do it for yourself. Yes. Sometimes you need to confront that person for your own growth. Mm-hmm. And for that, I would say, yeah, absolutely. You know, you it, just it's to get it out Yes, cathartic, but mm-hmm. as part of therapy and things like yeah. that. I mean, it really is your deal. If you can get the situation where you can be walking away from the car as it blows up. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, you can also come to terms with not having to do that. Right. But if you yeah. can't, then yeah. Tell them you hate them. Tell right. them they suck. Right. F you. Sleep F you. And sleep with their mother. And then yeah. do something like that. Yeah. All right. Look at these shots. We need to take a break because we've got a guest coming up. But I do want to remind you, we have a new Daily Rush video. Sorry, Nick Murphy. I forgot to mention this a couple of days ago. He cranked this one out. It's called Hoots and Hollers. Hoots and Hollers? Yeah. The description says Broadway shows came back to several hoots and a couple hollers. <laughs> uh, you get this already if you follow WMMR on Instagram. It sends right to your feed. So please... Follow uh, WMMR, follow the President Steve Show. Watch us on YouTube for crying out loud. Uh, it is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Whitney Cummin, Cummings uh, when we return. The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. And we're waiting on... Uh, Whitney Cummings. Well, we needed to get into the break to make sure that we, uh, you know, because our interview was supposed to start at 9 o'clock, so I, I didn't want to be late. Listen, okay. that's that's what a producer does, yeah. right. and we commend you for that. So we had, late. We had to do a little uh, little pivot, if you will, there for a moment. Uh, so I guess we got some time to talk about some stuff. Campfire songs? See, here's what I hate doing, because yeah. I, uh, what if we get into a great conversation? And we always do, because we never fail to get into great conversations that are always interesting. And then I don't want to stop a great conversation and uh, talk to somebody and then try to come back to that great conversation. I just don't like the way that works. I got a quick thing. Okay. Uh, yesterday, the sun set in our area at 454, which mm-hmm. means that in five days... Will be after five PM for the sunset. Love it, and that's nice. Yeah, and and uh, people who deal with the seasonal affective disorder and you lack do. of vitamin D, yeah, man, it's it's a legit thing. And and so I posted something on uh, Instagram last night and then a little thing on Twitter, and people were like, "Yeah, man, this time of year you need sun." And do you do you sun lamp it at home? I do. I have the okay. sun lamp at home. Yeah, uh, and uh, I used to bring it in here, but um, Bill thought it was a problem. What are you developing, Bill? <laughs> yeah, so, what was that? I don't know. I don't know what Bill. Why did he not want you to have that here? Uh, was yeah. it too big? I don't know that he, he he was confused by it. I don't think he was protesting, and he just seemed like, well, what, "What is that for French fries?" Bunch of bullcrap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll bring it back in just to spite Bill. But um, yeah. So anyway, it's nice to see the sun setting a little bit later every day, even when it's as cold as it is. Well, wouldn't you know? I Do have you some, have a seasonal depression? I have thing? Some tips for what? seasonal affective disorder. Look at that. I have everything. Man. This is I'm not I'm not opening up the junk drawer for no, real, no. but I, but I pulled this out of the. This junk. is the junk clutch. I pulled this out of the junk. <laughs> Chunk clutch. Yeah, it's a smaller um, container because I have everything in here. Uh, so, yes, of course, it occurs when depression gets triggered by a change of seasons, primarily beginning in the fall through winter months. Uh, people with winter depression experience symptoms such as withdrawing from social events, 
changes in appetite and oversleeping. So oh. stop and think about this. You have a situation that even if you don't have seasonal depression, uh, you're you could be depressed simply because this has been the norm right. for going on, you know, two well, years. And this this continues uh, uh, along with issues associated with major depression too. So, uh, yes, and of course our calls coming in right now, right? Mm-hmm. I have all these tips that are going to save your life. It's we... a great tease for the yeah. post interview conversation. Is that what we're going to do? I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's, okay. we're only. I have every confidence. Ten minutes. Yeah. Right, what's that case? Only we only have minutes. it for ten minutes. Okay. Um. So uh, she's going to be in our area twice over yeah. the next uh, few weeks in um, February, I believe. Yes, at the in Bethlehem and then uh, in town at the Miriam Theater on April 30th. And we are happy to welcome her to our show. Please give some love to Whitney Cummings. Hey. 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 Hi, Whitney. How you doing? How you? I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> nice. That's good. Hey, I noticed you named this the Touch Me Tour. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, look, over the past couple of years, I found myself just being so frustrated that I couldn't hug anyone, touch anyone, you know, as someone's a, a, uh, as a known perverty person, I like grabbing people. I like hugging people. I like touching their lower back. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. We, we we need this. I mean, and, and you, we, we did a whole segment on how there are severe psychological ramifications of being deprived of, of touch. Not even in a salacious way, like someone's lower back. But I have to ask you, Whitney, you have the distinct ability to basically... Hug yourself as another person because of the Whitney robot that you had created. I don't know. Explain to people what this is because I think this is amazing. <laughs> well, for my last special, which was called "Can I Touch It," um, you know, I was I was really getting very obsessed with how afraid everybody was that the robots were going to take over. Um, I find it's a society sometimes when we can't control the little tiny things, we focus on, you know, the bigger things, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, I, I can't see a doctor for less than $700. Let's worry about the robots that are going to take over in yeah. 400 years as if that's the priority. So, And then I got very into just the, you know, I read an article that said, uh, you know, Sex robots are going to replace human women. All these women were all up in arms. And I was like, why aren't we excited about this? Doesn't everyone need a little break? I would love to take a couple uh, days off from having to... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to service your, your partner, yes. Hey, but... It's like, it feels like the best Mormon arrangement ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just... So I... Then I... I had one built that looks exactly like me, and uh, it's the only thing I don't want to touch. Because how much, how much did that cost you, Whitney? Those things um, are not you know, cheap. Uh, you've seen my tour schedule for this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of tour dates, uh, not, not only because I love comedy. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is it's not just simply like a real doll. I mean, this is a, a, a far more articulated um Deal, and, and and I wonder because at a certain point, you know, you talk about the the, the uh, bizarre fear of, of robots and things of that nature, and I do have some of that with the Boston Dynamics artificial dog things. But in this case, you, you can actually kind of look at something that is you. Did you for a nanosecond get that? Okay, I understand the robot fear now. Yeah, I I, I understand it because we're inherently. Uh 
creeped out by things that sort of look human but don't move like they're human or their faces don't move like they're human. Right. I live in Los Angeles, and that's what everyone's faces look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, uh, yeah, I'm it's kind true. of used to being around a bunch of creepy, emotionless oh, robots. I, wo- I work with a lot of them. Well, I, I have so, to tell you, I, I, just because uh, I know we have limited time with you, but I have to tell you, a uh, big, huge fan of yours, and one of the things I really oh. admire uh, is the the writing you did for for the the roasts, and I I, I don't know if you, oh. I, I mean to me that is you know having written I did stand up years ago and did some some comedy writing writing for uh, if if people don't know uh, Whitney was writing for the, a lot of times for people who weren't naturally comedically inclined, and yet a lot of times you'd be giving them killer lines. What was oh. did you love that or was it a nightmare? It was a nightmare when you would see the little train that could just say the joke, <laughs> you know, whether it was like a model or, you know, an actress, you know. But then we got to write for people like Betty White and Course Leachman, who just they they could deliver it, but they weren't such sociopaths that they would have come up with the joke. They know how to say it, but they just their hearts are too um kind to have come up with something so filthy. <laughs> and, uh, so that was fun to watch. But other times you would just watch a great joke go down in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was part of it, though. You know, I miss the roast so much because I think, you know, anyone right now who you know knows what's going on in comedy, you know, we've um, uh, lost a couple great, great legends. And if you look at the uh, two people we recently lost that yeah. were very, I was very close to, Norm uh, McDonald and Bob Saget, there's a famous roast of Norm McDonald roasting mm-hmm. Bob Saget, and he decided to go the other way and do these very corny on purpose jokes and created this discomfort that was like it wasn't even um, you weren't cringing because you were worried about anyone's feelings or it was like, oh, that's so raunchy. It was just, you know, tension and cringe and, and hysterical laughter in in one of those moments where it's like you can't think about your problems for a second, it, it, you're just it was, you're just trying to not pee yourself. Yeah, it was brilliant, and then there there's an art form. I mean, I go back to listening to old recordings of of you know the the Friars Club roast and the classic yeah. things that weren't even supposed to be released out to the general public. Uh, yeah. We 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 happen to have a, a, a you know obviously you were close to Bob uh, Bob Saget, and he was a friend to the show, and you know from this area, and and. Uh, was yeah. just great, a massive loss, and Norm Macdonald as well. Who I, and I know you have uh, you have a lot of the same influences, people you admire, like David Tell and and, and Carlin. And Norm yeah. Norm Macdonald was a singular uh, talent. I mean, you know these these two people. Do you have any any great Norm stories or any great Bob Saget stories? Well, I always said to Norm, like everyone's like Norm's my biggest inspiration. I'm like, yeah, Norm was my biggest inspiration to quit comedy because every time I saw him do it, I was like, <laughs> I can't do that. Like, <laughs> Like, what was that? Like, yeah. it was, you know, it was just everything. And just because, th- you know, what I did really learn about Norm is, you know, when you'd watch Norm perform around the comedy store, he would just be killing, just killing. And that's every comedian's, you know, that's the goal. That's right. Kill. Killing people in stitches. And then he would just say something that was so off and, like, mm. almost offensive on purpose and lose the audience on purpose. To the point to where, you know, it's like, well, you know, men and women really are different. Should women really be in the workplace? Like something. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that. 
He loved it. And then he'd kind of lose everybody on purpose and then be like, oh, you know, stay with me, stay with me. <laughs> and then he'd get them back. And, and to watch a comedian dig a hole for themselves sincerely because he just wanted to get better, you know. And by the, you know, in the last 20 years, he was so great. It was so hard for him to even not be at a home game advantage. And, you know, um, that was just really wonderful. I just had Nick Swartzen on my podcast. He's great. He told, a bunch, he told a bunch of incredible Norm stories. They they were really close. And um, he does such a good impression of it. And, and ter in, in terms of Bob Saget, you know, two quick stories. I hope the second one doesn't get me in trouble. <laughs> but the Bob was, he was all about making you laugh at all costs. And nothing was off limits. So, you know, comedians, for all of the, the jokes we tell that people want to be mad at us about the punching down and the, right. all this. None of this is real. It's all it's all Twitter stuff. When you come to shows, don't worry. Like we're treating, you know, comedy fans like adults. And the more things they make taboo, the funnier we get. So, right. you know. Um, but I remember I was with Bob one time. We were at dinner. It was me, Bob, Bob Sag, and Jeff Ross, and we're sitting at dinner. And you know, everyone's on their phones. Uh, you know, always. And we're all on our phones. Me, Jeff Ross, we're on our phones, we're on our phones. And then I look over at Bob, and he's holding, like, a, a he had ordered ice cream with fruit, and he was holding a Blackberry and, like, punching it with his thumbs. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm typing on my Blackberry. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, I love it. And it was, he had been doing it for, like, ten minutes. Like, no one had noticed. And he just committed to, to punching this little... Blackberry with his fingers. So it was such a dumb joke, but he'd been doing it for so long. The Blackberry was all mushed up. <laughs> when you stick, you're gonna. He's determined to yep. stick the joke, no matter how long it takes. And then, so you know, his sister had something called scleroderma. Yeah. Um, which you know, he did huge fundraisers for. Bob had the biggest heart in the world. Loved his family, and you know, we do these big benefits every year, and it's a horrible, horrible skin disease. Uh, you die, basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, your skin just kind of erodes off until you die. Well, it, it solidifies. Yeah, it becomes like a like a hard thing. He, he actually, yeah. Bob directed that, that movie based on his, his sister, and, and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's a horrible way to go. It hardens, and it's just, it's it's a very, um, and parts of it, yeah, so, and it, it's just an awful skin, skin situation, and so we're at a hotel in New York, and, um, just touring, doing its comedy festival, the New York Comedy Festival, November. And uh, we, I ordered lasagna, and he ordered whatever he ordered. And I, right as I was about to take a, a bite of, like, cheesy, saucy lasagna, he goes, he points at my lasagna and goes, oh, look, there's my sister. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> my God. Dude, and, that, and that's what you can do. Yeah. Shock value. Uh -huh. The absurdity of it. Oh, my God. But here's what people realize. If you're a good person, you can go really far. Yeah. If you're a bad person, you can't. That's the thing we're learning right now. Like, you okay. can't say this. You can't say this. No. Bad people can't make bad jokes about the bad stuff they do. Good people can make jokes. You know, so Bob, there was <laughs> no. a limit to, to how far he could go because he was such a good person. You're exactly right. So, I, you know, I um, almost forgot that you spent a lot of time here in Philadelphia. You're a graduate of the uh, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Bob's from this area. You lived in this area for, for a little while. I assume you yes, still I have... Did. I I lived at the Sterling on 18th and JFK. Right? I know the Sterling. Yeah, yeah we used to know the owner of that building. Okay, we, yeah. uh, no, that's where we launched our first, we launched yes. a sex doll off of a uh, balcony of the Sterling, by the <laughs> yeah, way. We did. <laughs>
<laughs> well, the mission the mission was to send the first. Now, it's, but mind you, elementary schools have pulled off what we have failed to do for decades. But they they uh, we, the idea was to launch this to the to the outer edges of the atmosphere and have yep. a camera and a tracking device on it. It failed, but um, uh, but. <laughs> Maybe we should try it with the Whitney Cummings doll. Yes. Say, look, this feels too coincidental. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, as as I was growing my mind at University of Pennsylvania, I was really just in the Sterling plotting building my sex doll. <laughs> but hang on a second. Oh, you're an um, Ivy Leaguer. What year did you graduate, well, Penn? Okay, I graduated Penn 2003. It's all very sketchy because I did... I couldn't really afford to do pen. I mean, myself. So I took night classes and summer classes at Temple on Century uh, uh, on 16th uh-huh. and uh, Walnut. Well, you right there. You graduated magna cum laude, though, right? I mean, I, I guess that's nothing to dismiss. Yeah, that's damn good. But I'm just saying, know. we. We, you might have been living in the Sterling Building when we launched the sex doll. <laughs> we did it when we were at the other radio station. I yes, I might have looked at that sex doll and been like, "That's the face I want." <laughs> <laughs> With that constant look of surprise. <laughs> but where? Yeah, you guys might have be, been my major muse for comedy. I mean, I was there 2000 <laughs> to 2003, so I would go to Penn uh, three days a week, four days a week, and jam in all my classes. Then I would do the Temple. Uh, the campus on 16th. It was in a tall apartment, or like a tall yeah, yeah. office building. We I love w- Joan Shep. Huh. Oh, yeah. She's okay. moved since then. Yeah, so, yeah, we definitely launched it while you lived there. That's pretty funny. And you know that the uh, the Four Seasons is right next to where you're at, uh, where you uh, were living now. Really? That's yeah. new? We had a, we had a, we had a, uh, what was it, a marathon grill? No. And, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, they, oh, they built... Chinese restaurant called Lucky Garden that was uh, spelled wrong. <laughs> no, it's a uh, they they built two giant skyscrapers and the uh, the tallest building in Philadelphia is right next to the Sterling now. Wow, I remember there was one on the left. Oh, that was the big uh, on 16th in Stansom. There was a big tall one that was just being built. Yep. Um, I went. I mean, I haven't been back. I went back to speak um, at uh, Annenberg, and then I haven't really been back to Philly much. There's that helium that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as the world started opening up again, I was trying to, you know, do smaller venues because big venues weren't even opening, you know. So a lot of these smaller venues uh, were doing, like, half capacity and stuff. This was, like, a year ago, year and a half ago. So I tried to come to Helium, but we couldn't work it out. No, I love that club. For, I love that venue, too. For the longest time, when it was, it was really, there was nothing when we were, we were doing years ago uh, when the first started the show. And uh, now there's a really robust, great comedy scene in in Philly. So the more that we can see you here, because we're huge fans, the happier oh, we'll man. be. Man, me too, dude. I mean, I'm so I'm I've spent so much time there. I used to do informal modeling at the King of Prussia Mall. I would walk around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> informal modeling. What does that mean? It, it, it means they never hired me, and I just showed up anyway. <laughs> um, I also did informal modeling. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it's uh, called being a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, wow. Uh, I know. I would go to, well, I would go to Maniunk. There was a couple stores in Maniunk I would do it at. King of Prussia Mall, uh, the Saks Fifth Avenue on main, the main line. Yeah, uh, on City Line. We're literally looking City at Saks. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we can see it outside our window. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I used to cry on those steps. <laughs> and... 
Um, I would take the bus out, and it would be me and a couple girls, and we would basically just and because I used to do like QVC and what stuff like that, and um, really like low budget modeling, <laughs> um, and. I would walk around the mall of King of Prussia and I'd be in like a wedding dress and I'd be like on, you know, on the fourth floor, there's a bunch of wedding dresses. No one's ever going to ask to marry me, but you seem like me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you go? I was like the really like bad, I was a perfume girl at King of Prussia mall. I was oh, wow. like, I'd be like, you look like you smell. I was not good at it. Yeah, if that was your line, that's probably not going to work. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd be like, you're, you look a little sweaty. You want a little sweat? Well, um, but yeah, I'm, I got to be honest with you. It is, is of all the places that I'm going. I mean, I've done, I think, 30 cities. I'm about to do 40 more. Like, you know, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Like, it, it means the world to me. I dated a guy. Uh, my first inappropriately older man I dated lived in Harrisburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I used to spend basically all my college years, like going back and forth on that Amtrak. That's great. Um, back and forth from New York. And, um, I always dream of, of getting a place in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania and getting a farm there, but you guys got to come out of these shows first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So plan. no longer prostitution at the King of Prussia mall, but you'll be whoring yourself out at the Miriam theater <laughs> on April 30th. I will, and then um, the the Bethlehem. I'm going to yes. come to the Wind Creek Event Center. I've never been there. Is that nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's yeah, a cool place. Two yeah. good venues. That's on February 11th, and that's uh, in two weeks. That's soon. Yeah, it's real quick. Uh, WhitneyCummings.com, or we'll we'll put links on PrestonandSteve.com for those who uh, want to get them. Can and also see? Wilmington, Delaware. You're going to be there on uh, February 5th, and so that's just a hop, skip, and a jump away yeah. as well. Wilmington. I used to. I'm from DC, ish, in Virginia. I'd go back and forth, but I used to do every summer. At Ocean City, Maryland. Ah, Beach, secrets. Rehoboth yeah, Beach. big peckers <laughs> hanging out at secrets in the ocean. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of secrets in the ocean. Yes, uh, <laughs> secrets. Nice. I still don't know because I blacked them out. Right? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, well, Whitney, uh, good luck with everything on this tour, and uh, especially when you come through Philly. And it's great to catch up with you. I hope we'll get to see you guys. That'd be great. Come Excellent. on, there's, there's not a lot of us left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Whitney Cummings, guys. Yeah. Right. Good luck with everything, and thanks for Love. coming on. Oh, my God, she's too funny. She's great, yeah. What's I, Big I, Pecker? Uh, it was a restaurant, uh bar restaurant in Ocean City, New Jersey, uh, and it was called Big Peckers. Okay. Uh, and it was, and it was like a, basically a foghorn leghorn type of mascot. Uh you know, people in, they in the uh, rooster. <laughs> no, but in the late eighties, early nineties, you'd see be- people wearing big pecker shirts all the time. I gotcha. It was also we'll like, uh, yep. what was the um, was it like Big Johnson's? The, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. The shirts were more popular. Yeah. That place, large yeah. veiny penis. That was an actual <laughs> place. Yeah. The Big, Big Johnsons? Johnson's? No, no, those were just popular shirts. I remember but the like, shirts, people yeah. would wear the Big Pecker shirts because they were funny, and and yeah. so uh, you know they probably were more popular than the restaurant itself. Yeah, the yeah. Big Johnson. It was like a uh, poker in the front, liquor yeah. in the rear. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I remember those. All right. How about that seasonal affective disorder? Yes. yes. Do we have a little more dour music case just to set oh, the We need again. to go from very energetic, yeah. fun Whitney Cummings to depression. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we had started. We she was late calling in, so we started talking about uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, about Nick's uh, happy lamp, 
uh, and that led us to the seasonal affective disorder stuff and how we're on the other side of the sun being more uh, present during our days. It makes it does make a difference oh. for a lot of people. By the way, just that what you can get in vitamin D from the sun is an essential yeah. thing, especially now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and you said, Nick, so years ago... People would be very dismissive of this as a thing. It's a legitimate thing that can really profoundly affect people. Yeah, for sure. And so there are remedies, and, and a happy lamp is one of them. Um, it, even in weather like this, outside being outside for like five to ten minutes goes a long way. I take vitamin D every day. So, you know, there are, there are steps that you can take to help a little bit. Um, but it's funny. I mean, I watched... <laughs> I watch when the sun is setting, kind of like a hawk at this time of year, because you're like, you need things to look forward to, and it's 4.55 today. It's going to be 5 p.m. before the uh, end of the week. We have sound of you watching like a hawk. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not go. just daylight, but I wonder if, it, with seasonal affective disorder, if part of it has to do, because what gets to me by the time we get to late February and where I'm like, enough already, yeah. I've had it. Knock is, it off. Part of it is... Um, no leaves on the trees. Oh, sure, yeah. No colors, really. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a gray lack of and, color. That's what it is. Yeah, it's gray and brown and, and drab. Yeah. And, and so it's funny because, like, uh, this weekend, we took down all our... Okay. It's hilarious, really. Uh, we, we took down our Christmas decorations, and, uh, you know, the outside lights are still up. But there's that space in between the end of the, you know, the Christmas holiday season and, like, spring training. No man land. Yeah, and you're no just man. like, ah, oh, what are we going to well, do? And, and pandemic hasn't helped and all that stuff. And when we do get snow... And and it stays cold, and the snow doesn't go anywhere, and yeah. it covers up what little color of the grass that you saw. That really gets to me. Yeah. I actually will go out, and I will tape fake leaves to the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. That just because just, just I like the colors. My goodness. I tell you what would make uh, people happy, I think, is our little light-up palm tree, a little neon palm it. tree yeah, that we awesome have in our that. green room nice. now, yeah. in our lounge. I love that thing. Hey, but you know what? Just in, like, a few short weeks, we'll probably have, like, mounds of uh, gray and black snow. Oh, and, right. uh, that's always fun to sure, look at, Sure, yeah, too. but they, uh, in the parking lot. So, all right, anyhow, uh, some uh, therapists uh, were researched about how they personally cope with seasonal depression. Here's and, what I do to fight the depression. And find ways uh, to still enjoy... The colder months. Number one. Uh, so I think I only have, I think there's like, let me see how many of these are. Seven, eight, oh, there's like ten of them here. We're Don't do good. ten, it sounds desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> uh, all right, so some of these suggestions are schedule your life around self-care. Time management that prioritizes breaks and vacations as well as tending to my own appointments and family needs, according to this particular one. So a, a schedule that you stay on. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Uh, that's part of, um, in the beginning of everyone, so when the, the lockdown was occurring and, and everyone was, you know, staying at home, and the notion of getting up, you know, changing your clothes, you know, doing things, making a bed, all that stuff, a ritual yep. keeps you up. Uh, here's another one. Accept where you are with your mental health in the moment. Um, which is something I've I've learned to deal with because I listen I don't suffer from depression thank God and I I definitely uh, feel bad for people who do but um when, uh, but I will get in what I just call a funk uh -huh. and there'll be like a stretch of a couple of days if I'm a couple of days into it I will acknowledge I go okay you're in one of you're these in a funk. you're you're in this it's always gone away. And this one will, too. And so maybe the next couple of days are just going to suck, and you just just kind of keep your eye on the prize. Give yourself permission. Yeah. Have you ever been in a funky mood? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get funky 
usually at some point every day. I think that's the hardest part of, of uh, depression is uh, knowing that it can be temporary. And when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, recognizing that it has an end, you yeah. know, that there are these plateaus. But while you, your brain sometimes doesn't operate in a way to allow you to recognize that. And so it's it's one of those things where you're like, you have to work hard to remember. So this, uh, this therapist said, my meditation practice is instrumental in helping me accept what is with non-judgment. So... When the weather's gloomy, I try to embrace the opportunity to curl up with a good book and find a new series on Netflix to binge watch. I give myself permission to slow down and be present. Steve, I saw something the other day, mention of of um, meditation. So I was looking at them. I'm starting to get a little bit more active, and I want to find some more interesting ways to exercise. And so we have the, the Oculus. Yeah. Uh, we bought our, our second one. We love the first one so much. And so I was looking for um, exercise programs, things that that, uh, that I can be playing a game and exercising yeah, at the same they time. Have a whole bunch of them. Enjoy myself that yeah, way. Yeah. And one of the things that was brought up on there was for recovery. This one guy on YouTube had recommended, and I didn't know this. They have some guided meditation VR. In the oh, Oculus is going to rock your sense. world. And so you can get in these serene settings. Right with guides that will help you along the way if you want, or if you want to go with no uh, audio, you can do that as well and just be in this peaceful environment. And, I mean, if you've never done the VR thing before, it is all-encompassing. Welcome, to, oh, wait. Welcome to the Shire. <laughs> oh. I hit the it, wrong button. It's all-encompassing. It's anywhere and everywhere that you look. You're and surrounded so, by hobbits. So I'm, to it. Oh, we're looking at a little bit of a video of one now. So I'm very much looking forward to sampling one of those. Yeah. And trying that out. And I'll bet you, I, in fact, I have. There have been, when I've been in a funk um, in the in the Oculus, the, the, the main menu, uh, there are a couple of different environments that you can set up. And one is like in a, in a ski lodge. Yeah. And another one is in a futuristic setting and stuff like that. And I have just gone there and hung out for a little while. Do you know my favorite Not one? played a game. Just sat there and, and just, just relax and just kind of relax. There's one with these balloons off in the distance. Very nice. There's a futuristic oh, setting. There's a motor awesome. vehicle bureau. Oh, no, I haven't oh, done that okay. one yet. It's got to be <laughs> very so relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. You don't do much. Uh, so keep that. If, <laughs> hey, listen. If you can't be happy uh, in in the moment in the real world. Go to a fake one for a little while. Absolutely. And maybe that can take you away for a little bit. That's the more you can tip. just hide away in yeah. virtual world. Just <laughs> cram it into a ball. Right. Shut right. it down deep inside <laughs> yourself. That's tip number six. And then eventually everyone will look like zeros and ones. Yeah. All right. So another suggestion for seasonal affective disorder, or this is what this is what some of these, these therapists do themselves. Right. Uh, this one says, get in touch with the creative side to process your feelings. Uh, this, uh, person, there's too many, I'm not going to name everyone. Yeah, hell, the hell with them. Uh, when I am feeling really stuck, I write poems about either my inner experience or about okay. something I notice no. in the natural environment around me. Yeah, poems. After writing my way through my depression, I often return to knowing what my inner... Roses are red, violets are blue, suck it. What my inner experiences are, always rich, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable they are to sit with. Okay. Listen, if you're... That if, wouldn't work for me. No. I can't write to save my life. But you play the drums. Yeah. That's exactly. an expression. That's what I do. An artistic expression. Pretty and you much do everything. notice a lot. I do notice from time to time. Yeah. That's part go. of my therapy as well. Uh, here's another one. Make a few dietary changes as necessary. Uh, this therapist says stimulants like alcohol, sugar, and caffeine can exacerbate seasonally triggered symptoms of depression or anxiety. Well, that's true. So I cut back altogether during the winter months. Uh, she boosts that uh, feel-good uh, 
neurochemicals and amino acids such as tryptophan and gamma amino butyric acid or GABA, GABA. Yeah. Uh, by eating more seaweed, seeds, whole grains, green teas, and kimchi. Excuse me, where are your seaweed seeds? <laughs> and your kimchi? Your seaweed seeds. Um, where are your jellyfish anuses? I have to admit, <laughs> I did start eating a little bit more thoughtfully. I've been a glut in this what season. Did you start eating? Uh, I just started uh, uh, kind of uh, cutting back, cutting back on control. on ice cream and oh, things no. like that. Yes. So you've gone from a pint down to a spoonful. And I already today I noticed, and and maybe it's psychosomatic, but Are I already bowel movements. I haven't had enough yet to oh, yeah, constitute bowel movements. But anyhow, I whether whether it's psychosomatic or not, I already feel better today. You do, yes. And, and, listen, and I don't care if it's if it is psychosomatic or not. I feel yeah. better. In fact, you're not here right now. You're playing Oculus I'm at all. somewhere else. Somebody's going to rip the headset off, and you're going to look down, and you got a whole beer gut. I'm eating my seaweed seeds. These are so good. <laughs> oh, my God. These are so good. No wonder my seagulls love them. <laughs> all right. Here's another one. Spend time in the sun. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love. There are times when I will just like you do, Marissa. You sit. You stand in the middle of the road. No, I, I will yeah, go out. I do. I just lay down, <laughs> like kind of like the program. You just lay in the middle. To, the thing to do is to get some sun on your skin, even in the winter. You can do it bundled up, sit down on a chair, look at the sun, go uh-huh. blind. No, but you just let, let feel that warmth. Vitamin D plays an important role in regulating mood, but uh, decreased daylight in winter can interrupt your body's production of this vitamin. That's where the happy, the light. That's the happy lamp comes in, right? Yeah, or literally, if you can, if you can bundle up, walk outside for five to ten minutes, it makes a difference. Oh, wait a minute, Casey. I put my garage lamp in. Oh, okay. I put my garage lamp oh, in. Is side note? <laughs> side note. Side note. And? The reason I thought it was because it is the brightest thing indoors <laughs> I've ever seen. And actually, yeah, it's great. It's, it's awesome. excellent because the garage is one of those areas where you, you know... You're working on stuff. You're trying to find things. You need as much light as you can. You get. need light to see so things. Thumbs up on that. Thumbs yeah. up on that garage light, Casey. I told you. All right. So <laughs> told I told, told you. Told you. And you didn't believe me. Uh, this now therapist see things in your garage. Said sunlight, even in the tiniest amount that occurs in the winter, can help boost serotonin levels and improve your mood. Think about when we see the sun increasing the uh, horizon here. So we're in here in the dark, and when the sun yeah. starts to rise, oh, man. you can literally feel yourself being uh, energized. And we always make note of it. We and, always tell yeah. each other, look, sun's coming up. Come up, please. Take start a look. pitching a tent. It's beautiful. Yeah. Start mm. Get a semi. Got a sun boner. Yeah. Whacking it in the corner. Sun boner. I'm rocking a sun boner. Yeah. Sun boner? Band name? Band name. Okay. <laughs> Nick saw me grab the paper. Yeah, like the, like the Beach Boys. Yeah. Sun, Sun boner. Boner. All right. I'm going to put that on the pile. All right. Get that Where'd you get that bonus, man? Uh, so, yeah. So, take a short walk outdoors. If it's not too cold, have your coffee or tea or hot chocolate. Or your seaweed. Along with you to keep you warm. Seaweed juice is toasty. And uh, taking vitamin D supplements. Yes. They also decrease symptoms of depression if Every sunny day. weather isn't available. You take uh, vitamin D? Every day, yeah. And listen, you, you can't get vitamin D through a window. You got to go outside. Well, they can hand it to you through a window. Oh, no, no, no. Like, if you're watching the sunrise, What no. if you open the window? Uh, then it works. No, <laughs> literally, you need to have, like, the sunlight actually hit your body. That, yeah. Like, getting vitamin D through a window is, is not effective. Really? Yeah. So it just kind of filters it out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, you, like, in, in, there has to be direct oh. uh, sunlight on your oh. skin. No, you're right. You, yes. It, it, I know, the, right. the window, yeah, the window <laughs> okay. will stop, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I thought, uh, okay. 
Yeah, seriously. So, like, so getting literally it the difference between rolling down your window and the car. Makes yes. a difference. I swear to God. That's And that's why I said earlier, like, getting outside for five to ten minutes makes a difference okay. as opposed to just looking out the, through the window <laughs> at the sun. Stop and think about the fact that you, you, you cannot get a tan through a window. All right. right. Here's one. Let's see. You cannot you tune a fish. Right. <laughs> see if you can wrap your mind around this helpful right. tip for uh, seasonal affective disorder. Take a vacation if you can. You no. know what? Honestly, um, if you can, yeah, that's a nice tip. But uh, planning vacation uh, helps me to get through the winter. Yes. Just, just thinking about oh, yeah. what I might be able to do in March or April or in the summer or whatever, thinking, like, fantasizing about that okay. kind of thing. Okay. That, like, that's a, a distraction, and uh, you're not uh, currently obsessed with COVID or how crappy it is outside. You know, that, it's a nice uh, way to get out of um, uh, depression. Put the things in your state. calendar. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. things, have things that you are looking forward to. That's Treat a big thing. Out. And that, that works during the day as well. Like, tonight, I'm going to spank it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a plan. It's a plan. And Put and it I'm on the look, calendar. Right and before Wheel of Fortune, I will spin my own wheel. Uh, this therapist said, over the years, I've learned that if I have a choice, it's better to take vacations in winter than summer. Mm. Two weeks spent in a warm and sunny climate in January can effectively interrupt the worst stretch of winter. I agree. I agree 100%. For years, I wanted to spend Christmas somewhere warm and tropical. My family's fought me every step of the way. So what we do, we bought a beach house at a beach that's always cold. <laughs> yeah. So that's not going to happen. And that means we're not going to take a vacation anywhere because we got a beach house. Uh, but I, I would, yes, I have done, Casey and I have done a quick, a couple of little quick weekend golf getaways to Florida in the wintertime. Yeah. It is fantastic to be able to pull that off if you can do it. Why do you think spring training is so popular for Philadelphians? I mean, like, it's yeah. this, they, they can put it on their calendar and get to Clearwater and, like, experience, like you were talking earlier, Preston, like, colors. You know, feeling actual and seeing greens and blues. And, like, it's not necessarily about the baseball. You, it's about getting down there. You ever go somewhere cold in the in the summertime, though? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 No. I've I've been, only, I went to I've Alaska been, in the summertime. I've been to Colorado. That was in the summer. It's not cold. It's cooler, but, you know. Okay. Yeah. I went to, and, and any place, uh, where where did I go? I was at the uh, the Gurning Convention. <laughs> is that cold? <laughs> it was cold. The cold it's, it's hard, too. You think it'd be contrary right. because your your skin is harder. It's harder to sure. make the faces when right. your face is cold. But Queen Elizabeth was there. <laughs> and so you had to go to that. Look at this. <laughs> you can see all my gums. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I, I'm a big proponent of that. I believe Claire, my wife, Gertie. I know I mentioned her quite often, but uh, she she needs that. She she will actually get depressed if she cannot travel or go to some warm climate. The cabin fever months take their toll. All right, here's another one. Make your workspace and schedule more mental health friendly. Uh, staying inside all day during the winter can mean missing out on the few crucial hours of daylight that boost your mood. So... This therapist said, I basically will do an ergonomic assessment of my own workspace every time there is a season change. My pencil cup will go right here. Sometimes (laughs) placing your computer in front of a window is not the best for lighting, but it will do this so that I can can let sunlight come in. And I will also move my client caseload to help me manage my work. Sometimes you just have to... Figure out where you're going to place your load. By the way, what does ergonomic mean? Again, does anyone know the official definition of that? It, it, to me, it's an efficient use of efficient. space. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, here's another one. Find simple ways to enjoy the season. If 
finding simple things about the fall and winter she enjoys, according to this therapist, from cute mugs to comfy hoodies. Oh, oh comfy hoodies. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. Okay. Yeah, that helps. My cute mugs. I got this I got this sweatshirt. I think I've worn it every day for my son for Christmas, and I love it. It's a comfy hoodie. I'm wearing a comfy hoodie. There you go. See? This is the I'm first wearing a comfy a hoodie. It's the first comfy hoodie I've worn all year. Marissa's wearing, is that a hoodie, too? Yeah, it was comfy so cold hoodie. in here yesterday. I had to bundle up today. Okay. Yeah, we did get Shelly in here yesterday, late in the Sucked. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, also, besides the comfy hoodie, what? Oh, it says, more scenic pictures with beautiful light around me, listening to nature sounds. What? Having my, of Napa Valley. Having my favorite sense. And, uh, this can, is five cents. No, no. S- oh, oh. C-E-N-T. Oh, I'm sorry. As in a smell. This is a dime. And uh, consistent movement in particular helps me through the day. Yes, rustic, bucolic, beautiful scenery, mm-hmm. a duck. Um, listening to nature sounds. Erupting volcanoes. I guess you could pull up. You know, I was doing that at our uh, at my house for a while. I would put on ocean sounds yes. in my sound system. Right. Uh, just because it's soothing, and I like that. I love that sound. So I guess you could do the same thing with... Uh, I don't know, like the loons, you know, that way that sound effect that we have, right. the, 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 uh, the the birds or whatever out in, in nature. Going out of my mind, Norman. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to live here, you stupid bitch. <laughs> they cut off the roads out in up in Maine, dude. You can't drive anywhere yeah. once it gets winter. Can't get out of here. St- I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got the loons, Norman. Here's an idea. I'm going to lay down on the floor and smash my head in with the crock pot. <laughs> Is that going to help? It can't hurt. <laughs> I wish every one of those things were dead. Poor loons. It's a living hell. I love that sound. A sound that I find very soothing is the wind rustling through yep. trees and leaves. You don't get it now, obviously, because there's nothing to rustle through. So my son no rustling. was no obs- rustling. My son was obsessed with learning how to do the loon call. You blow in your <laughs> into your hands. Yeah, yeah. Into your loon ha- siren. So I, I mean, I, I caught. I walk into his bedroom. Right, he's a 14 year old boy. What do you expect to when you when you walk into a 14 year old boy's bedroom? What do you expect to catch them doing? Spanking it. But I catch him with his mouth in between his hands trying to do a loon call. And so so I do it. And he's like, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And I was like, oh, well, do you, it. Just, you just do it. So yeah. I was doing it. And he's like, I couldn't. And then. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But. Uh, Let, so, let's hear you do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great. You got to lick your hands. Mm, yeah. My mustache. <laughs> lick your hands instead. Do you want me to lick your hands? Yeah. <laughs> great. Let me lick your butt. Nice. So, uh, about a week later, I-, I wake up and my son is standing above me, and he's cupping his hands, <laughs> and he's like, and he wakes me up with a loon call. I was like, "You learned. You finally learned how to do it, buddy." He's <laughs> over here. He's over your head. Dominic, listen to the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> Are those dwarves back? <laughs> oh okay. All right. Okay. We're leaving. Uh, right of passage. Yep. Uh, all right. So he learned the loon call. He That's another it. thing. It's a little thing you could work on your bird calls. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> honestly. And then that's just the point where the uh, the, the neighbors call the uh, yep. the police. Uh, we need a fifty-one fifty over here. Find and this is the last. No, there's two more. Okay, find simple ways to enjoy the season. Oh, I already said that with the yeah. cute mugs and, and yeah, comfy and other stuff. Cute All right, mugs. Uh, and the last one on this list for seasonal affective disorder. These are what uh, therapists do themselves. Yes. Uh, lean on a support system, like a railing, like a ra- like a nice sturdy <laughs> railing. Yep. Uh, in your home, you can probably find one. You, I think people are reticent to do this, but there are all. Now, listen, I despise Facebook, but I know that there are all sorts of support groups available. Well, this uh, this says even therapists need therapy at times, so don't be ashamed to seek out professional support. Don't yes. Yeah, so um, there there was an old um, adage, or I don't know who first said it to me, but don't ever go to a therapist that doesn't go to a therapist. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I speak to a therapist like uh, yeah. every couple months now, and yeah. it's uh, there's nothing crazy traumatic going on in my life, but it's just nice to be able to. Speak to someone unfiltered and and uh, say what you feel. Just say what you feel, and it's uh, it's therapeutic. Your therapist That's calls me after you leave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like so, so wait to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add one more thing. Uh, and Steve, you reminded me of this not that long ago. But like, if there are little things you can do to treat yourself, then and what reminded me of it was you were doing endorsements for Joseph Anthony. Yes, like if, uh, Joseph Anthony or Hand and Stone, or like get a massage or do something just like nice for yourself, you can put that on the calendar and say, all right, at least I got this in front of me. Things you, know? you Little look things forward to. Give yourself the permission yeah. to enjoy stuff. I find that's one of my biggest things is that I feel guilty enjoying. Like, I, I have, like, I'm a, you know, my workaholic nature. Yeah. And and so I, uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not owed this. I shouldn't have this. And um and so you I should and th- then I started buying Batman figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna get it, damn it! Next, somebody's reminding us that you can sun your butthole too. Remember? Yes, you did yeah. that at the camp out for hunger. That gets the vitamin D right up in there, yeah, right in there. In winter too. Yeah, there's camp yeah. out. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. they have they have yeah. little stations in the city. So just take your pants off. And- that was a special moment. Yeah, I remember they, that. They just have like it's it's like you know it's, it's like a, an enclosure. And you just see if you go down the walk down the city street, you'll see feet sticking out, right. <laughs> and that's people sunning their buttholes. My friends and I do a family dinner every week. Okay, so we'll like go over one person's house and cook or do takeout, and it's just something to look forward to in the middle of the week when there's nothing on the calendar. Okay, and you, you call know. it a family dinner. That's cute. None of you guys are actually family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess it started with like a pod. It was our pod. Okay, Casey had this great idea a while back, and this isn't for seasonal affective disorder, but you mentioned the family uh, thing. Uh, dinner club. Yeah. Actually, I was great, talking to my wife about that last night. It's a great idea. We thought about doing it, and we never fell, fell through, uh, followed through on it. And so you agree <clears throat> with a, with another couple. Yeah. We had two couples. <clears throat> yeah. So you have two couples. Couple, couple. Well, we had three, three couples. Total. <laughs> but usually it's it's two couples, and uh, you alternate. So you, pick, you each pick a bedroom. One Once a month. No. Here. You bring a bunch of keys to a party, right? You need three keys. Right. That's it. Okay. Once a month, one couple picks a restaurant. The other couple picks another couple to bring to the dinner. Oh. And then you alternate. So then, then the following time, the other couple picks the restaurant and the other couple picks uh, more uh, uh, guests to join. And I guess eventually you're going to run out of people. In well, when you, when you're up to 500, you stop, right? Yeah. We did. Uh, so there were a couple of rules. Um, one was it always had to be a BYO. Um, bring your own. Bring your own. Uh, you know, it was like. Why that? You, just to, uh, just to try those out? Yeah, more affordable. More affordable. You can bring tons of wine or whatever. Um, and then it was always, for us, it was always the same three couples. We didn't, you know, we didn't oh, want to bring... Oh, you didn't bring other people? We didn't want to bring in was, outside people. Wasn't that the original equation, though? Well, uh, well here's the way you should do it, Casey. I don't remember. You vote out the couple that was... The, 
the least entertaining to talk to, and then you bring in a new couple and swap them out. But we knew, like, when it was six of us, we we knew who Got we it. were getting. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, I thought you had told me that. You, yeah, you you invite another couple. You probably remember better than I do. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, we actually had talked about. We were talking about it last night, and we want to <laughs> resurrect that. What ended up happening for us is our kids all got older and, and life got more complicated and busy. And so, you know, it, you know, one week it ended up not happening and then that bled into another week. It's tough. And, yeah. It's tough to keep yeah. something like that yep. yes, going. So we, me and my friends do a ladies BYO. There's about 15 to 20 of us, which is hard to find a place where you can get like 20 people into a BYO. Um, but it was awesome for that. And the challenge was to sit next to somebody who you don't usually hang out with. So mm. you like it talked to us. <laughs> it ended up it ended up like clicking I off. I really enjoyed the evening together, my Mr. Uh, no, Mocha Mike Magnata. Only ladies only. <laughs> oh, I have a wig. Uh, one of the my point- name is Garina. Oh, wait. <laughs> Could you possibly make Gary speak with a falsetto pretending to be a woman voice? It'd even be possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my rag. Carrie Lauer. I'm on my rag. I'm on my menses. How do you, how do you, I mean, how do we do it, right, girls? Oh, my God. Um, all right, well, just a suggestion. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're done. This is, to me, I find this music not contemplative at all. It's it's sort of, sort of fright. In the beginning, if you, play it again, right. start from the beginning. This sounds like a, like a spy thriller, you know? And then it moves in a little bit more to meditative. We can, find, we like... can find a new... Uh... How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. I like your waves crashing ideas. We I think could... that's my happy place. Okay. We could do a new uh, zen music bed, you know, find something like that. I'm kind of zen right Casey's now. Casey's digging on this. I mean, it is the funkiest of towns. It is. Do you remember the band that did this? Whoa. No. Lips. Inc. Lips Incorporated. Lips Inc. As in lip sync. Yeah. You get it? Uh, no. You get it? Lip sync. Now I get it. Now you do. All right. Um, we're going to take a break because uh, we got some bizarre file stories to get to. Don't forget it is Tattoos Day. If you're interested in a Preston and Steve theme tattoo from Floating World uh, and pier- tattoo and piercing, text word secret to three, or tattoo, I'm sorry, to 39333, and we'll get a, a winner by the end of the show. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. But MMR is cranking up the everything that rocks thermostat. With a concert warm-up weekend, doing double shots from MM artists rolling into t- your face-off. Including... MMR show with Evanescence, Hailstorm, and MMRBQ artist Lilith Czar at BB&T Pavilion this Sunday. Dirty Honey and Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Tuesday night at the Fillmore. And Ghost with Volbeat, early February. So this weekend, get fired up for a year of great live shows with 93.3 WMMR. Not to break break off into a discussion, but I have bit my lip three times this morning. Oh, while yes. been, Casey bit his tongue earlier this morning. So I had an article when you guys were talking about that. And that I was going to send to you, and I, I couldn't, I have to try and get it again. It explains the mechanics of why that happens. Why you bite your lip and or tongue most often in the same spot. Even though you become more aware of it, you still do it. I had one summer run where I, I literally, my mouth just hurt for like two weeks because I kept biting the same area. Is, and, there, is there anything in this article how to... 
fix the problem? Mm-hmm. I was trying to get to the second okay. page. It's one of these things that was like a like a PDF file, and it was explaining the mechanics of it. I was trying to help. Instead, I, want, I hurt. I want to hit myself yeah. when I do it because I'm mad at me for doing it. I mean, when you bite your tongue, I you know, when you bite, like, Clace, the inside of your lip yeah. with the same ferocity as if you were chewing into a steak, and that's yes. your own flesh. Yes. Yeah. It's like... I've been I've been working with my mouth for many years I've been now. Good to me, I know mm-hmm. the layout of my mouth. Yeah. yeah, how am I so substantially missing the parameters of where my teeth hit? Well, that's why I'm I'm so mad about where I bit my tongue because I bit the bottom of my tongue, which Wait, is like that's how a tough one. Freak, do you do that? That's a tough one. Do yeah. you yodel a lot? <laughs> well, no. No, not around this time of year. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I think I'm lucky there. Press where. where um. Where on your lip did you bite? Oh, yeah, you can man. see it. Low yeah. lip, right there. Yeah, not not a bad one. It was it wasn't one of those right. like Casey had this morning. But it can was you still go, walk? It was enough to go. I can still walk. <laughs> it, it was enough to make me go. Oh, come on, man! Because uh-huh. it it causes more inflammation. It's going to get a little bit bigger, and it will protrude more. And I will bite it again. Right. And then you'll get the flesh eating disease, and your head will fall off. <laughs> Won't that be fun? <laughs> yeah, we'll keep you up to speed on that. All right, let's do the bizarre follow. Here we go. No. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Somebody just texted him one of Casey's best Caseyisms was, doesn't everyone have a favorite chewing side? <laughs> right? Actually, Mine. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All right. Uh, the Bizarre File is brought to you by Squeezed.com, the best juice cleanse in on the market. Dude, do a Squeezed.com juice cleanse. You won't have to chew anything for a little while. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can lose inches, drop pounds, feel great, sleep better, not bite your lip. Yes. Uh, now free shipping code with radio at checkout. So a blood-soaked Pennywise-like horror clown has been spotted wielding a knife and lurking in a doorframe on a shocking Google Maps find. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's one of those things where you zoom in on a Google map and, oh, oh my God. God, what is that? Uh, the freaky clown stands peering out of a door splattered in blood at the entrance <laughs> of a basement flat in Montreal, Canada. The prankster managed to perfectly time the photo to show a horrific scene of him brandishing a bloody knife just as the Google Maps camera van drove by. Have you ever seen a uh, Google Maps vehicle come by? I've seen, yeah. I've seen a lot of camera vehicles right. go by, yeah. Uh, whether they planned it in order to bemuse, bemuse uh, future map sleuths or the van happened to pass the Quebec basement apartment just as a Halloween party was to begin as anyone's guess. Other ominous scenes immortalized on Google Maps included an apparent murder in Leith, Scotland. Back in 2014, the police were alerted after the maps fe- uh, feature appeared to capture a murder, they followed it up and traced the so-called killer to a, a mechanic's car repair shop on the same street. It's pretty wild. Uh, it turns out that the scene was just a sick prank pulled by workers when they saw the camera car approaching. So there turned out to be not legit. Remember that story you had about the Google satellite catching a car? They've been looking for people for years. And it was in a shallow like pond. Yeah. They finally saw the car from the Google map picture. Yep, oh, wow. it can happen. Uh, okay, the body of a 43-year-old avid skier, this is a terrible story, who was reported missing Christmas evening, was just found on Saturday morning near a residential neighborhood more than three miles from the California resort he was riding that day uh, that he went missing. Uh, search and rescue teams discovered Rory Angelata's body about a half a mile from the Schaefer's Mill community, like he was really close to getting oh, man. back to, uh, you know, uh, civilization uh, hab- habitat, uh, yeah, habitats. 
Uh, sheriff's office uh, officials said that uh, Angioletta may have been trying to reach safety in the neighborhood after he ended up out of bounds during one of the storms that struck the area in December. Uh, apparently, it was uh, uh, the police said it was possible Angioletta was attempting to find the neighborhood when he succumbed to the elements. Uh, there was no indication of any suspicious or unusual activity. The exact cause of death will likely be determined by the county coroner. Uh, but it's terrible. He, he went missing, and uh, they were looking for him, and the weather got too bad. And they, uh, after a few days, and there were seven feet of snow that fell yeah. while they were looking, an additional seven feet, and they were like, He's, he didn't make it. So he's always to go with someone else. <laughs> terrible news. Well, throughout his 38 years, Shoji Morimoto had become accustomed to being told by family, classmates, and coworkers that he was a do-nothing. The kind of guy who stood back and let others take the initiative. So, after college and listlessly shuttling through one dispiriting job after another, he finally decided that if the shoe fit, why not wear it? So, in 2018, unemployed, on a whim, the the self-described slacker opened a Twitter account under the moniker of Do Nothing Rent-A-Man and began offering his, uh, his, his companionship but not a drop of sweat equity to the world. He said, I lend myself out to do nothing, which means that I don't make any special effort. I don't initiate conversation. I reply to chit-chat, but that is it. So does he, uh, like, arrive at a scene and just sit there? That's it. Okay. That's exactly it, and people are hiring him to do it. Okay. He has turned down requests to help clean houses, be a friend, do laundry, make scintillating wow. banter. Visit a haunted house and pose nude, but he has stood in the freezing cold to be an audience for a struggling street musician, accompanying the paint accompanied the painfully self-conscious on outings to shops and restaurants, and even shared cake with a lonely soul on a birthday. He said, "People use me in different ways. Some people are lonesome. Some feel it's a shame to go somewhere interesting alone. Uh, they want someone to share their impressions with." So he's sort of a quasi escort. Yeah. On uh, a recent weekday, he met a woman in her 30s, one of his regulars. After perfunctory greetings, they sat down to sip coffee in silence. That's it. The woman who requested anonymity. We could not talk about things for hours. <laughs> anonymity said Mr. Rental offered a safe space with no judgment, no strings, and no talking. Imagine if you got a bad review from him. They said uh, Japanese women tend to worry about what others think and about not burdening others, and it's exhausting. So being freed of this obsess of, of this obsessing is valuable. Uh, he's followed by nearly a quarter million people online. <laughs> Jesus, he trudges around town and often out of it, meeting with steady stream of clients. Rent a man has struck a chord in this workaholic and conformist uh, country. So he's actually starting to did, make a living. Did they estimate what kind of? Um... Money he's pulling in? No, no, no mention right. of that in the in the article at all. So, uh, a judge in Las Vegas denied the bail request for a man who was arrested after fleeing from a traffic stop in a vehicle containing the severed head and dismembered body parts of his friend. This is a follow-up story. The ruling came after the defendant's attorney argued that his client was nothing more than a hapless car thief. Who just picked the wrong car? What are the odds, right? Uh, Justice Harmony Latitza on Tuesday ordered ex-felon Eric <laughs> Holland to remain in jail as he awaits another hearing while facing one count of open murder for allegedly killing 65-year-old Richard Miller. Holland's attorney attempted to convince Latitza that Holland had no idea what was in the car he allegedly stole <laughs> when in the midst of fleeing from officers with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Well, I'll be. Uh, he said... Um, 
in order to believe that he had knowledge of what was inside the vehicle, you would have to believe that he intentionally led the police to evidence. Why would he do that? I mean, why? It's crazy. But Latitza sided with the prosecutors. The kind of crazy you get from a guy who would decapitate someone. Uh, they argued that the evidence revealed that Holland and Miller were friendly and that Holland purchased tools uh-huh. from a hardware store that were likely used to dismember Miller as well. I'm uh-huh. friendly with a number of people. I don't know if I'd vivisect them. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. I think at one point, Preston, we did a topic of um, things that you see in movies that are really unrealistic. Yes. And and one of them was to decapitate someone. Mm. That it's enormously challenging. So, like, in movies like Gladiator or Lord of the Rings or even Braveheart or whatever, where you see a guy swing a sword and chop somebody else's head off in one fell swoop, that that's not possible. you got to work it a bit. Right. Yeah. Because of the all the bone and the muscle and everything like I mean, that. Oh, yeah. You, you can like a practiced swordsman could do it. You think so with one swing? With, well, with, it would have the... to be a real super duper heavy yeah. blade and a really strong person because yeah. listen, man, the guillotine sometimes right. can stop halfway through people's necks. Raise I mean, it up again. Yeah. 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 So, oh, I'm sorry. So I'd say more than likely <laughs> you're not going to get through it unless you have an axe. Okay. And somebody's head on a. Uh, on, on a ch- chopping block right. or something like that. Like somebody so. actually coming to behead someone. Right. There, there are something. services. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyhow, so, yeah, this guy's... Uh, Decap Dash is one He'll of have his day in court. <laughs> All right, and there you go. OJ knew how to do it. Yeah. Your bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention because we'll have a question about today's program in form of the lesson question. Trash and Music News coming up, too. Stay down. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, fairly soon, we'll be getting our letter a day for Word of the Week prize. That is a really cool hookup with the, the Boba Fett universe, the book of Boba Fett. In fact, it comes with not only some Boba Fett stuff, but a 65-inch LED smart TV and a voice-changing Boba Fett mask. I want that. You can hang around all day. And uh, wear your Boba Fett mask and talk like Boba Fett. Go go into that conference meeting yes. at, the, uh, at the law firm. Do you want to make an impression? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wear your Boba Fett mask. You're talking Boba Fett mask. Oh. I wonder if it, if it ma- yeah. I wonder, yeah, it says voice changing mask. So it's a bounty hunter. There you go. It'll make, uh, it'll make you sound like that. Okay, bounty hunter. Go back to your desk and, and put that away. Mm. <laughs> uh, today's lesson question prize, a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan on stage Saturday, July 16th at Ovation Hall at the Ocean Casino Resort. And the question that we pose to you this morning is, balloons from on Golden Pond were driving Norman so crazy that he wanted to smash his head with what item? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, okay? Uh, the loons from Hung Golden Pond were driving Norman so crazy he wanted to smash his head 
with what item? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get them stories this morning. Steve, what's going on? Well, a new report claims that Demi Lovato quietly completed another stint in rehab, saying she made a mistake being California sober, which allows smoking pot instead of drinking. Lovato says she will, however, remain California celibate, which is having unprotected sex with Charlie Sheen. Steph Curry's wife, Aisha Curry, attempting to put an end to rumors that they are in an open marriage. Aisha says she is 100% faithful to Steph, while Steph says he is still crunching the numbers. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, the self-proclaimed BT killer, a.k.a. Dennis Rader, who murdered 10 people, now saying he is actually a good person who did some bad things. Raider says people need to keep an open mind and at least one open point of entry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll give some away. We can get a correct answer. The loons from Ungolden Palm were driving Norman so crazy he wanted to smash his head with what item? 215-263-WNMR, our number. And we'll go to Mike, our first caller in. Yo, Mike, good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Mike. All right, so what did Norman want to smash his head in with? Uh, I think he wants to do it with a crockpot. Crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Mike. Hang on. You just got yourself a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan live on stage Saturday, July 16th at 8 p.m. at Ovation Hall in the Ocean Casino Resort. And tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via theoceanac.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I just have three items for you today, and that's it. Uh, Corey Taylor has confirmed a new Slipknot album is coming out this year. He tweeted this past weekend, Big S coming, 2022 edition, ZVN updates, SK album, secret homecoming plans, etc. Stay tuned, hold on to your butts. And then he added the quote was from Franklin D. Roosevelt. (laughs) And he used the S word and butts. In addition to the upcoming Slipknot album, uh, ZVN Updates is referring to Taylor's feature film called Zombie vs. Ninja, uh, which he wrote the script for. I'm interested in that. I like both zombies and ninjas, or nombies and zinjas. (laughs) Those are good. Judas Priest revealed that they'll be hitting the road as a four-piece this time out. Uh, The band's touring guitarist and co-producer Andy Sneap will sit things out to focus on studio work. Guitarist Glenn Glenn Tipton, who's retired from the road due to his battle with Parkinson's disease, will make periodic appearances with the band. Uh, The upcoming dates mark the first time that the band has uh, toured as a quartet since 1974. It's sad if you're you're part of a band and Parkinson starts to do its deal. Amazingly, guitarist Richie Faulkner, who suffered an acute cardiac aortic dissection while playing on stage last year during Kentucky's Louder Than Life Festival, is back in top shape on set to be on board when Priest launches its North American track in Peoria, Illinois in March. Wow. So he's pretty amazing. Back at it, yeah. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? (laughs) Sorry, I forgot to turn my (laughs) laptop down. And finally, nearly a half hour of unseen 8mm footage of the Rolling Stones, Flying Burrito Brothers, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and other artists performing at Altamont 
has been recovered by the Library of Commerce and published on its website thanks to an unlikely find among 200,000 reels of film. Oh God, I'd like to see that. That were acquired 20 years ago. Obviously, this is just footage. There's no sound. That's the thing. The footage is yeah. silent, and it is on the crude side by contemporary standards and does not appear to have been shot by the documentary crew shooting the footage. It ended up becoming the film Gimme Shelter. Uh, the portions that include the Stones' nighttime performance are nearly too murky to make out, and there's nothing in it related to the stabbing death of an audience member during that set that made Altamont go down in history. Well, that could have gone better. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the daytime parts of the, quote, home movie will be fascinating to aficionados of late 60s rock, offering close-up shots of some of the legends of that era uh, from a position on or close to the stage, including glimpses of many artists that were never seen in Gimme Shelter, hmm. uh, caught in performance also, or just casually hanging out uh, behind the stage. So they've located some of that stuff. All right, that's it. It's kind of a short That's damn good, today. man. Thanks, man. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and when we return, we'll get your letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. We'll see what Pierre's got cooking, and then we'll move out of the way. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yeah! Axel's famous ending vocals on many, many songs. Aye, aye. That one ends with a big yeah. You could be my 93.3 WMMR. The second Terminator movie, right? Yes. Recall correctly? I've actually been going down a whole Terminator, like, hole on, on... Netflix. You've been rooting around in the Terminator's hole. I I have. I did uh, Terminator Judgment Day. I did Terminator 3. I did Salvation. I enjoy Salvation. Um, That's the Christian Bale one? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's pretty cool. Pretty solid. Yeah. Noise. All right. uh, 1035 is we're wrapping today's program. And a thank you to our guests. We did a... um, uh, out of the ordinary Tuesday appearance on Fox Good Day today. They yes. wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, um, Bob Saget and uh, his relationship with the show. So it was, uh, you know, it was a nice conversation. And uh, we had another conversation about Bob Saget, among other things, with our good friend Mark Summers, who was on too. Yes, uh, Mark's a great guy. Just kind of hanging out. Uh, retired and and uh, just you know doing what he wants to redefining radio as we know it that too <laughs> sort of to where it gets him fired but uh, it was cool to have him on and the very very funny Whitney Cummings was on as well and Whitney is going to be coming to the area February uh, at Bethlehem and she's also going to be appearing in Wilmington you said yeah she'll be right? at the Queen uh, okay. in Wilmington a week before the Bethlehem show and then she'll be back in the Philly area at the Miriam Theater on April 30th and maybe by then we could have her by the studio which would be, be great we'll see about that I would like to give away our uh, tattoo from uh, Floating World tattoo and piercing our random winner is Mike Kleben who is from Doyle Town. 
Mike, you got yourself a very cool prize. $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Tattoo's on the Preston and Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. So, mm. setting them up. That's what we're doing. All right. Our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize is about to hit you right now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A, as in Admiral Akbar. All right. And we will give away the book of Boba Fett's super prize packing including a 65-inch LED smart TV, one-year subscription to Disney+, Plus, a Boba Fett Starship die-cast vehicle, Boba Fett talking action figure, and a Boba Fett voice-changing mask. It's from Lucasfilm and Disney+, Plus, presenting the new original series, The Book of Boba Fett, and you can follow the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec Shand as they navigate the galaxy's underworld and return to the sands of Tatooine, now streaming, and that is only on Disney+. Plus. We'll give that away on Friday. You are two uh, letters in so far, so three to go. Uh, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by... Why is my music What's not happening? playing? Hang on. I- there we go. What's wrong? It has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme. Uh, you can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also, Jurassic Quest coming to Philadelphia January 15th to the 23rd. And you can get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we're going to have Howie Long, Howard Long's son, Chris Long, yes, on the program, former Eagles uh, defensive lineman, and uh, I'm sure we'll get some other things together between now and then as well. So, stay warm in this very chilly day. Mr. Pierre Robert is going to warm the cockles of your heart and more. I love my cockles warm. I know you oh, do. My God, yeah. uh, so, make sure you stick with him. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing, dang. Doo-doo, be-do. Doo-da-da-doo, dip